This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Daddy Updates brought to you by Farron Farah. Oh, yeah! Mary, my psychology teacher in high school. <laughs> I never had a crush on a teacher. I had a crush on a TA once, but that was it. What's that? Teacher's assistant. Oh. <laughs> okay, just trying to clarify. Oh, Miss Porter, the biology teacher? Yeah. <laughs> she knew her biology? No, but she had the look. I see. Okay, here we go. So a small rural Missouri high school, two English teachers shared a secret. I love secrets. Both were posting adult content on OnlyFans. Well, yeah. Have you seen the teachers pay? Especially in a small town. Here, here's 30 grand. Eat dog poopy. Yeah, I'm starting to be okay with people doing OnlyFans. It's like, hey, if that's how you make your money. I mean, we've talked about people making, what, 10 grand a week on that site? Yeah, hmm. none of them's us. I mean, you're the one that has to live with the morality. If you're okay with it and you could sleep at night, go for it. So anyway, uh, the site and others like it provide an opportunity for those willing to... De- See, this is a pile of crap because this is obviously written by a small town person who has to go to church by obligation because they really don't want to on the weekends and have to be around other people that they want to impress. So they say stuff like this in their articles so they won't get ridiculed or maybe align with the people who actually go on OnlyFans and show a little... T- I almost said it. A little booby. The side and others, this is the sentence from this small town newspaper. The side and others like it provide an opportunity for those willing to dabble in pornography. Okay. Well, it's not all porn. It's not porn. Maybe it's just feet. That's some people, and some people don't even show nudity. They just like are in their underwear. One guy cooks breakfast in an apron and just shows his butt cheeks. But these are people that clutch their pearls every three minutes all day. Oh. And it's the other side. This is the extreme right wing, you know. But uh, and 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 a lot of the people that hate this, they wouldn't live for two minutes on thirty thousand dollar income. You know what I'm saying? They're oh. the ones who critique the teachers and say, why Why would you do something so immoral? Meanwhile, they're in their $1 million mansion while they criticize the teacher who's living in a shack trying to make ends meet with three kids. Mm. Plus, they're fat and ugly. Oh, Richard. Don't oh. get offended because I know if you're alone in your car right now, you're going, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How does he know? Um, so anyway, uh, you want to hear about the teachers? Yes. Oh, God. Tell one, me more. What's the One names? was a uh, taught at St. Clair High School. That's Saint. 
Saint Clair. I, that, I could see oh, where that the, implies Catholic school. The nuns' outfit. habits came flying off. Mm. <laughs> She's 28. 28. Did she dress in a schoolgirl uniform? That's oh what my I'm God! Her her name's Brianna Copage. Smoke's am, looking her up right now. You've lost smoke for the rest of the on, segment, by the way. I'm Brianna Copage. The other one's 31 year old Megan Gaither. Not a sexy. Um, I'm not as sexy. Anyway, she says in school you're tainted as a liability. So, what? Are they going to give you the money you're making on OnlyFans? So you lost 30000 a year. You're still making ten grand a month. You'll be fine. I'll show my ass if I had one for ten grand a week. <laughs> yeah, but how consistent is that? Is that ten grand a week until all your friends see it and then decide to quit their subscriptions? No, you know what? So I was watching a guy <laughs> interview these girls on OnlyFans, and he's, you know, he's a... Uh, He's kind of a conservative, and he's talking to these girls, and and he's like, okay, how much do you make, and how often is it? Because you have to put a lot of work in. One girl's like- Oh, this is a job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She said, if I do it every day, and I do special orders, I guess is what they call them. So if you have a guy that says, hey, write happy birthday, Eddie, on your butt cheeks- and you know, stand in front of the camera, whatever it is, that's extra money that they make. Yeah. So she said, if I work every day, it doesn't have to be all day every day, but she said, if I work every day, I think it was something ridiculous, like one of them made over 100000 in a month, and the other ones, because they'll realize, okay, well, I don't have to work every day just to live. I mean, if I make 10000 in a week, I can work one week a month. But in order to keep people's subscriptions and keep people interested, you kind of have to do it all the time. That's what one girl was saying. Yeah. She was like, the most I ever made was this, but if I don't do it all the time, then my subscriptions fizzle out, so I kind of always have to do it. Yeah, you got to stay relevant. So, I mean, that's how many trips to Home Depot for kiddie oh. pools and oh. buckets of ketchup and pudding. <laughs> what do you go on? Only food? I don't think it's like I'm that. Just, I, think, I know it doesn't start like that, but once you get into the oh, personalized things like that, yeah. that's when the weirdos come out. Yeah. Everybody will pay for the subscription. Oh, cool, I got to see a boob. But when it comes down to... I'm going to pay for your entire life, but what I need you to do is take the mayonnaise and slather yourself like you're a deli sandwich. So I have a question. What if you just skipped over the high and mighty like traditional stuff and you just went right in and was like, I will bathe in anything you want me to in this kiddie pool for X number of dollars. And you just went straight into the weird stuff. Well, 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 no, it's a uh, niche niche, as people who think they're more intelligent say, um, niche is in. I mean, if you're narrowly focused, like Mm -hmm. if you're just kiddie pool with mayonnaise, you're going to do better than if you're just a, what do you want me to do? You know, Like a friend of mine told me the other day, the new thing with feet is tattooed feet. Apparently there's a category and a group of people that are super turned on by feet that are tattooed. So what they're doing is getting fake tattoos all over. They're not real. You don't have to get real tattoos. Oh yeah, feet. no. Yeah. So when you do your feet picks, Rick, it'll say Rick's on one foot and then Tacy on the other. You know, I'm all for it. I'm all. I gotta do I something. I gotta do something. My wife's doing the rocks. Let me tell you something. It's work. My they wife is working. Her, she's working her ass off. They're rocks. Yeah, what's that weird <laughs> bubble rock you showed? Dude, us? there's stuff coming out of the ground. I am blown away. I don't get blown away by anything anymore. I am blown away at the stuff that is under our feet. Yeah. She's selling these crystals, mm-hmm. but there's stuff that comes out of the ground you think was made in a in a jewelry factory. It's freaking amazing. Amazing. I've never seen. There's square metal things that are. Perfectly rectangular, perfectly. Yeah, it's called bismuth. It looks like it was made in a factory. Shiny, 
buffed. And it just came right out of the ground. Now, let me ask you, are the people that are buying these that are paying a ton of money for it, do they believe that these yes. rocks or crystals have healing powers? Is that why they're buying them? There's that. There's people that just collect them because I would just collect them. There's so much. They biz- look cool. There's so much weird stuff. You got to look on her. It's Cray Cray Kitty Kitty I've, Crystal. I've, I've gone to a couple of her lives before, but they do they. Do they buy them and then sell them again? Or do they no. buy them and keep them? I mean... They buy them, keep them. They think it's healing. They do jewelry with them. There's one rock right now that's worth a lot of money, and she's got one. It's a rock that has water in it. You could see it. You turn the rock, oh, it's clear, and yeah, the, water's million, the water's millions of years old. Think about that. I would stare at that all day. Yeah, millions of years old. The now, crystals a, take a long time to form, but yeah, yeah. That, that's a... What do they call it? A hydra... A, she's got all the names. Now, here's my her. question. How do you know it's millions? Do you get a certificate when you get it? Like, like how do you know that's you, true? You know from the mine. It's, I don't know. I don't work. I don't I do mean, it. So she buys them from other countries. She and buys they... them from re, from wholesalers that actually own the mines in, wow. in all parts of the world. And there's places you can go where, like, you go to like Tennessee or Arkansas or different spots where you can. Somebody's got a huge plot of land. Hey, there's a giant crystal vein that runs through here. Pay me forty bucks. You know, you get all day. See what you can come out with. I and mean, sometimes people come out with something and it doesn't look like much, but you hose it off, smack it with a hammer. There's just incredible stuff inside. Think about where we've come from and where we have gotten to with uh, with technology these days. Because back in the day, what like Angie's doing is similar to like the Home Shopping Network. You get on a live, you're on live, you're showing the product, and people are buying it live. You know what I'm saying? You could like, sell a, anything. I, you could sell anything. I'm telling you, man, I'm showing something. Something's going to be showing. And it doesn't, that's the thing. So many people are on OnlyFans that aren't showing their Ghibli bits, and they're making a ton of money. I'll show you anything you want. Like, you could cook (laughs) bacon in, like, a rubber suit, and somebody will pay you a ton of money to wash that. Yeah, in a rubber suit. I can do that. (laughs) Yeah, but at a certain point, you're going to spend all day in a rubber suit, and you could just be, you know, doing your job. That's the price you pay. That's, you got to, you got to weigh the, the pros and cons. All right. Here we go. Uh, President Biden on Tuesday um, went around us, went around us because nobody wants us anymore. Only 40 percent support the war in Ukraine any longer. You know why? There's no exit strategy. There's no plan for a peace plan. Isn't this curious that all this stuff just happens to be around a country that Hunter Biden did business with that filtered money into Biden's pocket, Joe Biden's pocket? And it's what weird. We None of it. It's with nothing. We're not getting it. I mean, of course, Ukraine is mineral, mineral rich. They got a lot of components of. So uh, are we getting some resources in exchange no, for these that, dollars? That's the point. There is no plan. It's I could see if there was a plan. You know, mm-hmm. we need Ukraine to do. Oh, it's a democracy. No, Ukraine was the most corrupt country, and it still is in the world. There was no democracy. Look at that. Zelensky himself just canceled the election. Yeah. Oh, but Rick, it's that, a time of war. That, nah, this would have happened if there was just a pandemic or there was a, somebody was itchy. Well, that, you have to stop everything because I'm itchy. It's the literal <laughs> opposite of the democracy part when you don't let people vote and you say, "I'm just going to sit in the chair for a while, while longer." You guys just deal with it. So this ungrateful, uh, you know, a little humility would go a long way. Just a little thank you and just, hey, you know, I, this is uncomfortable for me to ask, but just, I just want to say thank you so much for helping us fight this war against Putin, the oppressor. I mean, just something like, no, nothing like that. He came here and lectured us that we have to stop talking about stuff like our border and, uh, you know, our econ- economy because he's got more important things. He's got his war and his border that he wants us to pay for. Maybe be frank with you, France, if there's anyone inspired by unresolved issues on Capitol Hill. So in other words, we're busy with unresolved issues on Capitol Hill when we should be paying 
paying attention to his war instead of our problems. This guy, oh, knock it off. what a dick. It's just Putin and his sick clique. So now the media is going to take that and say that, you see, Americans need to realize they're playing into Putin's hands. No, we're not. We're giving away money we don't have. We're getting more in debt. We're at $33 trillion. I don't think anybody realizes how much that is. And we're just handing money over to this guy. We have nowhere, we have no idea where it went. Oh, Rick, there's audits. No, there's not. Nope. You're being told that it's a complete lie. You know, and now uh, yesterday he's asking for another sixty-one billion dollars. They see the dreams come through when they see the the delays or some scandals. Okay, he said what he meant to say. He can't speak English. You might want to learn that. He said uh, the opposite of what he meant there is is that uh, with all the delays and the, our stuff is scandals, but his stuff is serious. So we're concerned with scandals and we're delaying people's dreams coming true is what he said there. It gets better. Now, he quotes Reagan. Do you remember when Ronald Reagan said, Mr. Gorbachev, let me play him for you. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so <laughs> so then uh, we got Zelensky. He thought he, here's what he did. I promise you this is what he did. He went over to Google and uh-huh. he looked up because he knows just from, you know, just, you know, if you talk about America to somebody else, it's like, oh, what we know about France. Uh, who's the most famous president? They probably said to Zelensky. And he said, oh, I know people in there love Reagan. Uh-huh. So he went to Google, looked up Reagan. And the first thing, if you Google Reagan, the first thing that comes up is, Tear down this wall, Mr. Okay. Gorbachev. So he sort of wants to quote him to make us feel like he's for us. And here he goes. We can show our children, grandchildren, what real confidence is, as was shown to us. To us when in Berlin, mm-hmm. the great words were spoken. Yeah. Tear down this wall. First of all, you didn't say it right, but that's okay. We'll give it We to need you. no less confidence now than President Reagan had then. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. First of all, uh, first of all, what does that have to do with you? There's no yeah. wall. We have a wall we haven't finished, but there's no wall between Ukraine. And Russia. What does that have to Oh, we've restored the confidence of what? No, he bungled it. See, he's an actor for us. I'm pretty sure that we hired him. Hey, you're going to pretend to be the leader of this country. We're going to make it all happen. (laughs) You're just going to be our way to launder money, right? Now, we're going to need you to give some inspirational speeches, make the American public feel like they have to help you, because we can't say it. They'll throw stuff at us. But if you say it, it doesn't look as bad. So, of course, Congress, uh, you know, oh, the the evil, mean Republicans don't want to give them more money unless we fix our border first. Wow. How does that make you mean? That's a ridiculous request, isn't it? We're going to, Ukraine's going to implode, and this is awful, and Putin's going to be king and he's going to kill everybody. So anyway, uh, yeah, most people are against giving money we don't have away. So what did Biden do? He went around the whole thing and just gave him $200 million anyway. What does he have a checkbook? Nobody's taking that from him. The guy can't use a set of stairs and you're letting him cash checks. I'm so depressed. And if you saw the video, he like does it and he has this piece of paper or this stack of paper. And he's like, I'm giving them, I've signed the thing for $200 million. And he slams it down like he's authoritative. And it's like, really? And then he has a smile on his face. And Zelensky has this, you know what, eating grin, smile on his face. Like, haha, in your face. Almost like, gotcha. Yeah. And then reporters are like trying to ask him questions. And they escort out all the reporters. And Biden just sits there with a stupid smile on his face. Yeah, because yeah, he gone. got to launder the money. And Zelensky's happy that he gets his actor pay for helping Joe Biden launder the money. 
Hey, is the Biden on border versus foreign aid? Is that the audio from the from that yeah, yeah, from yeah, that press yeah. conference? All right, compromise. No, it's not it. Anyway, yeah, it's not I don't it. have it. I thought I had it. Okay, because Play you it. could hear the. I don't have. That's not the one. How do you know it's not the one? I, I know because I know what it was. But okay, compromise is how democracy works. Blah, blah, and I'm blah. ready and offered compromise already. That's not it. Holding Ukraine funding hostage in an attempt to force through an extreme Republican partisan agenda. Extreme. Republican partisan agenda to, to stop 8 million people from coming across the border. Does anybody believe this old coup anymore? I mean, the irony is just astounding because you're giving all this money to... What, Help their it's, border. It's, it's, yeah, is it their weird uh, conservative uh, extreme agenda to protect their border? But it's it's weird when we do it. Get ready because these people will say and do anything. will lie to you like unbelievable lying like you've never seen before for the next... 12 months. Stop paying your taxes. And they'll listen to. And the Pentagon, again, th- this is another one. Uh, we're giving all this money away. Last week, not one mention on any news pro- program, including Fox, because they're turning into whatever everybody else is. Well, you can't mention that. You'll never get another interview again. No mention of the Pentagon failing its independent annual audit, mainly because defense officials could not provide auditors with enough information on missing money. The department's $3.8 trillion in assets and $4 trillion in liabilities as a massive undertaking Pentagon Comptroller Michael McCord said, but the improvements and changes have done squat. They can't find most of their money. What? Uh, just as a heads up, we lost about $3.8 trillion this year in military spending that we're currently not able to track. Oh, yeah. We also have about $5 trillion that we spent during the pandemic that we don't really know where it went. Speaking of missing money, there is this single mother in Alabama who hasn't paid us $2.12. So I'm thinking we send her to jail. (laughs) So true. That's exactly how that works. But like I said, they can't put all of us in jail. If you all start paying, they don't have any any money to lose. You start. Yeah, see, exactly. And that's why that's how they keep. Everybody kowtowing and taking forty percent of your paycheck. And it's like, well, I don't want to go to jail. Look, I'm not going to. Well, do it's it. easy to say when you're not one of the ones in jail, but how easy is it when you are one of the ones in jail? That's exactly why we all need to do it at once. All right, I'm off for the Boston Tea Party all over again. I really am, but I'm we sure all got to exactly. do it together. We did that over five percent tax at a breakfast beverage, and now, now forty percent of your paycheck's not worth you going. Well, I guess I'll just pay it so they can have a border. We don't. <laughs> I mean, if we had the stuff, I, I don't mind paying. I really don't. But we don't have the stuff anymore. We're just handing it out to everybody else, and yet we're doing all the work. Don't make no sense. Yeah, I know. All right, let's stay in Alabama for a second since he mentioned it there. Uh, this guy walked into a jewelry store in Alabama, said, Happy Holidays, pulled out a can of bear spray, and threatened the store owner. He shot him, hit him in the shoulder. The guy ran out, stumbled out, ended up in the hospital, and arrested. Jeez. 5 p.m., middle of the day, Wednesday, right there, 5 p.m., sun's still out. Surveillance, oh, it's a woman. Surveillance images show the woman uh, who Gardendale police have identified as Heather Denise Wright, 32, wearing a dark hood, gloves, face mask, and having some bear spray. The store owner, Jeff Daniels, said, hey, I did what I had to do to protect my employees in my store. Yeah, he's. Can you blame him? He was questioned and released. He wasn't even arrested. So on tonight's episode of F Around and Find Out, right? That's right. Okay, so this guy goes to college campuses. We've played him many times. He's always very, very entertaining. Uh, I think I need to preface that with one of our handy jingles. Let's ask it. 
this. This is depressing. All right, this is a guy goes around college campuses to see if people know the difference between Hamas and other terrorist organizations. Here we go. Play a game called Hamas or. There is no law against raping your wife. Is this Hamas or the Taliban? The Taliban? The answer was Hamas. Oh, wonderful. This law makes it nearly impossible for women and kids to submit claims of incest. Is that Hamas or North Korea? North Korea? The answer was Hamas. Wow. Women of all ages legally need a male guardian to travel. Is that Hamas or ISIS? ISIS. The answer was Hamas. Oh, yeah, that's... In an honor killing, it is basically legal for men to murder women and girls if they are promiscuous. Is that Hamas or the Taliban? Taliban? The answer was Hamas. Uh, this is a real terrorist organization. They're not freedom fighters. Hamas was just every one of them. It seems so unfair for women. Thanks for educating me. I think women of color, uh, women generally, uh, LGBTQ individuals, everyone needs to know like who they're... Supporting. Well, then no, because it's out there. You can just look it up. You don't have to but know. They don't, but that's not how they work. They no. just support who their friend supports. Yeah. <laughs> get them all, lock them up, lock them up, get them all, get them all, lock them up, perverts. Criminals, lock them up, lock them up, criminals, lock them up, get them all, perverts. So in Sanford, in Sanford, this guy walks into the Walmart there, is talking to an employee about the clothing there, and says, hey, that's nice clothes. Uh, you want to see this? And then whips it out. Oh. I'm telling you, <laughs> when is somebody going to roll up a magazine like they do with a puppy dog and smack it and go, bad? I think that's a good idea. Yeah, somebody needs to whack his pee-pee. <laughs> All right, and finally, uh, we were speculating yesterday, because you know this is the time of year when a lot of companies fire people. It's weird. Yeah, we were talking about that. That we, I mean, we personally know people and know companies that will fire individuals right before the Christmas break. So you get to go home and go, guess what, I don't have a job. Also, Merry Christmas to me. Isn't that nice? Yeah, it says here, according to the uh, research, it says, why does this happen? If you're able to eliminate all humanity from the decision, you might make the argument that firing people around the holidays is a perfect, reasonable thing to do. Many businesses operate on a calendar year budget, so they need to be ready to show that they hit new numbers coming January 1st, that they're mm-hmm. all set to be profitable and blah, blah, blah. Right. January but still, it's the most inhumane thing. Yeah, and, right before the holidays. And they do it all the time. I can't tell you how many times they either got fired or the company changed format. We're going mm-hmm. in a different direction. Where? Right. Yeah, what direction? Am I going in this direction? You're going in the district? I can turn. I can go in this direction, too. That's such a cowardly thing for management to say. I know. We're going in a different direction. Why do you just tell the truth? We're firing you because we don't want to pay you anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where's, where's that? And by the way, everybody who's uh, got, got let go... Anybody who's staying, you're going to need to do their jobs, too, for the same amount of money, because mm-hmm. you don't want to end up like these poor f***s, do you? Yeah, we still need all of the same jobs done, just with half the people. Yeah. yeah. So, we were all speculating yesterday, what would we do if we were fired tomorrow? Or today? Ugh. Tonight at the party. Is it oh, af- you think? after we cry and drink a lot, or before? <laughs> I don't know. Because that would make a difference in my behavior, i got to tell you. Yeah? Yeah, I figured. Yeah, I mean, you guys What would you do me. first? If I was drunk? No, no. If, if you, you got, got fired, fired. If you were drunk. Well, I mean, if I was drunk and fired, I'd probably be riding a horse outside of P.F. Chang's. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if got let go right now. Yeah, what would you? What would be the first thing you'd do? Rick, can I work at your diner? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I was going to sure. say, no, I'd I'm probably serious. go home no, and not. cry for a while. And, and then what? Attempt to make my... Would you tell your girlfriend first? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, because you're going to need to... Step it up? Step it up there, darling. <laughs> what would you do? Me? Yeah. I'd have to I'd have to get a job immediately, probably. What would you get? I'd 
I'm not even joking when I said I'd ask if I come away to tables at the diner. You don't want to do that. Why? Welcome to Chick-fil-A. This is Jill. What do you want? <laughs> no, I, I used to wait tables. I can do that. I mean, I don't like it at all, but I'll do it. I'm good at it. Yeah, know. but you have a journalism degree. You probably go right for the Orlando Weekly or something. <laughs> the Orlando Weekly? Rick and I be on the street corner trying to sell illegal sound clips. Hey, you want a sound clip? You want some <laughs> news clips? I got beds. Illegal <laughs> sound clips. Well, I uh, just in case I put up a LinkedIn uh, video ad, so in, just in case oh. oh something happens tonight the Christmas party. Do we you know fired. something or are you just planning ahead? No, no, I'm just okay. planning ahead. Looking for competent employees to grow your business? No? Good. Then consult LinkedIn for these qualified candidates. When you need a wealth of experience, turn to the man who hasn't updated his resume since he was 14. He is Smokestack, and he's only worked at two places, food service and the bong shop. But he can edit audio. You know, if you ever need audio edited at a bong shop. Is your place of business clean, organized, and smells like cinnamon? Do you provide free cappuccino? Then make your next hire Jill. Jill's unsure of her skill set, so we asked her husband Harold, and he said, Jill is very pretty. So, if you have an opening in your company's pretty department as VP of Pretty, Jill is the perfect fit. Finally, there's Rick. Rick sees himself driving forklifts or fast cars or whatever as long as it's not working in a diner. Please, God, no diners. If you hire Rick, you're getting a valued asset. If you don't, you're getting sued for ageism. This message is from LinkedIn, your source for qualified job seekers like Rick, Jill, she's pretty, and Smokestacks. The Sunny Update. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Wake up and smell the future, man. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. So yesterday we were talking about how Mahomes flipped out after the call at the game the other night against the Bills, the offsides call, and he went and he started screaming. Throwing his helmet, acting like a five-year-old. 
And then I guess he saw the video of himself and he went, hmm, that's not a pretty color on me. And he decided to issue an apology. Can't do that. I mean, can't be that way towards officials or really anybody in, in life. Um, so I probably regret acting like that. Um, but more than anything, I mean, I, re- I regretted the way I, I acted towards uh, Josh after the game because he had nothing, nothing to do with it. Yeah, he went up to Josh. What's his face? The other Josh quarter- Allen. Other quarterback and was like, effing call. It's effing bad. It's the worst thing yeah. ever. He's just acting like a two-year-old, man. Yeah, and I think he saw it and was like, yeah. The money. That- I mean, think of the money he's making to act like that. I would just go, yeah, that's too bad. I'm going home to my 20,000 square foot mansion. Right. When you'd be like, oh, well, get him next time. I mean, how would Aaron Rodgers act? He would be like, okay, well. Yeah, what am I going to do? Yeah. Can't do anything about it. This guy went absolutely, did you see the video? He went absolutely yeah. apeshit. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think he saw himself and then saw that there was the hashtag crybaby and was like, well, that's not a good light that I'm in. Maybe I should change that. Did they make him pay for the table and the helmet he broke? I don't know. Probably not. And if he does, who cares? He's got a zillion of it. Yeah, yeah but look f- what you did, you little jerk. He's the fourth <laughs> highest paid athlete ever. Ever. Speaking of sports, Sports Illustrated. Oh, this Did you is hear great. about this? This is great. Oh, no. What happened? Are they ruining the calendar? Because they already It's already did. ruined. So the CEO of the Arena Group, which is the publisher of Sports Illustrated, the CEO has been fired. Yeah. <gasps> Wait, now li- sports will no longer be illustrated? Well, I'll have to read about him? It'll be illustrated by somebody else. Oh. His name's uh, Ross Levinson. He was terminated. What they're saying, because they don't want it to get out, they said to improve the operational efficiency and revenue, (laughs) but they had to fire two other people as well as Ross um, because- Are you ready for this? Pervy stuff. No. No. Sports Illustrated published several articles with fake author names and headshots from AI-generated websites. And they had bios and everything. Well, see, that's happening. You cut costs. You expect one guy to do five journalist jobs. I mean, he's going to cut some corners. So the magazine removed the content but disputed the report's accuracy. They said they launched an internal investigation. We all know what that means. Yeah, right. Um, I got to remember to do those the next time I'm in trouble. Drinks in in my office. They made a statement, um, and they said uh, all of the articles in question were written and edited Edited by humans, and that e-commerce firm that they use, the third-party uh, firm that they use, they—I guess—they run it through a counter-plagiarism and AI software to make sure that everything's legit. That's a crock. That's all a crock. You know it is. They said, as for the fake names, the group said writers were allowed to use pseudonyms no, to protect no, no. their privacy. They're lying. They're lying. There were no writers. Nobody even—you know—they could have been smart and just gotten some friends of theirs mm-hmm. to take the headshots and said, "Hey, look, I'll pay a hundred bucks and just need your headshot, and you get free illustrated for." Yeah. No, they had AI-generated headshots, AI-generated articles. Everything was a lie. Mm-hmm. That's why they fired him. If what they said was true, they wouldn't have fired the CEO. Yeah, no. It, and honestly, when you think about it, what's most likely? Hey, we can use this fake robot thing to get some stuff done for us, and we don't have to pay anybody to do it. Dude, I saw an actor last time. It's a B-lister, but the thing is, he made a lot of sense. He is frightened to death, and so is his director of this movie he's in, said that they're frightened to death of what's going on with AI. They said it's going to... Not that I really have broken heart over it, but it says it's going to destroy Hollywood. Well, because if you're a famous person, there's enough footage of you out there that they can make you say whatever they want you to say, and it could just not be you. Oh, you haven't seen Arnold Schwartz? Anger starred every movie. Did you see the video I sent you yesterday? I don't know if you saw it. It's a guy, you know, on TikTok or on Instagram, there'll be a video in the background, and then there's like a person standing in front of the video. Like the video is playing in the background, and they can move around in front of the video. So it's a guy saying, Here is the future of 
of the world of video and of audio, and it's a car on fire. It looks like it looks like a riot happened, right? Yeah. But all of it was fake. It looks all like war it. broke out, and the car's on fire, and the buildings burnt down, and the streets full of dirt, and but it's fake. And he goes, and in fact, if, what was that? I don't know. He goes, and in fact, if you believe that, he was like. You really need your head checked because I'm also AI generated, and the guy oh. that was standing there wasn't even a real guy. No, I'm telling you, and and the thing is, is that uh, uh, I'm older people, so I can say this: older people are going to believe it. They don't even question it. They don't even know. Half, Scary. half the country doesn't have any idea what's going on with anything. It's technology and politics is running away with everything. Oh yeah, that that's. That's a super spooky thing. Like you said, I mean, most people aren't going to be able to tell the difference. No, like, they don't even know what AI is. Do you know what Unreal Engine is? Um, I know what Unreal yeah, it's, the it's technology like a, is. Yeah, yeah it's like a software that it's, it's for graphics, essentially. The new Unreal Engine, I saw a video yesterday. It looks like a European street, and it's all yeah. computer generated, but you... You can't tell the difference. You can't even no. tell, and it's completely. He's right. I saw it. it. It's amazing. It's, it's also terrifying. being used in uh, the new, the coming game. Did you see that game? Uh, clowns from Alien Clowns oh, from Hell. Killer, killer, killer clowns from out of space. space. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm gonna play it. Well, it's terrifying because it looks so. It looks real. real. It's not as cheesy as the movie. Nah, nah. the clowns are, but I mean, it's it it the the, the scenes are like. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, you remember when Goldeneye came out? Yes. Nintendo 64 is all these God, geometric yeah. looking Pierce Brosnan shooting at mm-hmm. you with a gun that looked like it was made out of cardboard. And next thing you know, you have something that's so real that your eyes cannot perceive the difference, man. Oh, dude, yeah. I, Elliot's video games that he plays, they're so real. Right? Everything in it is so real. It's crazy. Well, yeah. the, the ESA Sports is across the street from us here. Their yeah, games yes. are ridiculous. I know, I know. Yeah, it's I honestly, gosh, this was even years ago now. My buddy got the new PS4 when it came out, mm-hmm. and he got the MLB game, and I'm like, it's not baseball season. What do you watch it? Old reruns? He's like, oh my no, God, dude, I'm sa- playing the game. I said that to my husband the other day. I came out in the living room. I go, what game are you watching? He goes, this is a video game. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm telling you, it's scary. I mean, it's downright scary. Even all the little stuff. You got people in the crowd like, <laughs> oh, it's you it's, know, blowing snot rockets, eating popcorn. Yeah. It's nuts. It's like the most legitimate thing you've ever seen. Now imagine it's a, a video of war. Or a video of Zelensky yeah. or Joe Biden saying, you know, from now on, everybody's got to eat SpaghettiOs for dinner. And we're just a we're just a year or two away from fluidity. You know what that is? It's where uh, the characters in the video game run and walk, and you can't tell the difference between the video game and the human because right now you still can tell it's a video game. Yeah, to a degree, because there's some aspects about like our kinesiology you just can't match up. I mean, you get close because they put the suits on with all the little sensors on yeah. your joints and everything, which is pretty close. But now with the the added graphics capability, you're not going to be able to tell the tell difference, anything. man. And that's where the AI thing gets scary because it's like, well, I mean, look at Chat. GPT. It's not very smart, but if it can start making things that trick you into believing something, you can have your husband call you, FaceTime, yeah, and, FaceTime, and tell you, "Hey, I need you to withdraw ten thousand. I just whatever, you know, I just uh, back the car into uh, some lady. She wants cash. Uh, otherwise, we're all going to jail." And it's your husband. Isn't that scary? Yeah. FaceTime, not even just a phone call. No, FaceTime, FaceTime. FaceTime. I saw legitimate. The, they had a demo of it. It's crazy. Sorry, take up your time. Sorry. Um, every so often there's a video on TikTok, well not every so often, I feel like it's every day now, that they ask some stupid dumbass question, but then it really gets you thinking. Like, you read it surfacely, you think it's a dumbass question, but then it really gets you thinking. These are the videos you hope that are fake. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is just a woman, I think she just wants, you know how people just want to generate debates now on TikTok? Is it this or is it that? Would you rather do this or would you rather do that? This 
woman and I, I thought, well, this is stupid. And then it got me thinking, which way do you face when you get in the shower? Do you face the water or do you face away from the water? I mean, I do a lot of spin action while I'm in there, but... <laughs> you spin while you're in the shower? I mean, it's not twirling, but at the same time, I'm not just facing one way the whole time. I got to wash the other side of me. I uh, don't face the shower for the first 20 minutes and then I turn around and face the shower for the last five. Really? I'm opposite. I go right in facing the shower immediately. Really? Yeah, and then... What does that say about you? Are you a doer? I don't know, but I just, I will let, sit there for a minute before I start washing anything. I usually wash my face first, and then I sit there and put you my head against face? the wall. Okay. Well, I you think don't I, wash your face? No, I don't You wash don't find one. it easier to adjust to the water temperature back first? No, yes. I go right into the yeah, front. Yeah, I'll adjust back first, and then I do a lot of front scrubbing, and then some back scrubbing, and then some front scrubbing, and I'm, I'm back and forth, but I have to get used to the water back first. But I, I also smell have, fine, too. Do you not have the shower head that detaches, so you can uh, stand no. there and do the no. whole thing? No, All right, listen to this. I've just been informed by my mom that there are two ways people shower, and we just realized that we both do the opposite thing. So when I shower, the shower head is behind me, so the water is like on my hair and down my back. Of course, I'll turn around occasionally and like move around, but she showers primarily facing the shower head, so the water like hits her in the face and down her body. And she's shocked that I do the opposite, and I'm shocked that she does the opposite. I feel like the normal way to shower is with the shower head behind you, and you're facing that way. Is anyone else surprised by this? Oh God, is this an issue really? I told you they ask dumb questions. I on don't TikTok. use the shower the way other people do. That's no, you my... sit down and cry and suck your thumb. Exactly. Now let me ask you because uh, I saw my girlfriend open a can one time and I didn't understand how she was doing it. Do you turn the mouth opening away from you and use your thumb to push forward, or do you have the opening closest to you and use your finger to pull towards? I you? use the opening closest to me and I use my finger to pull towards me. But with I understand the thumb method because then if girls do the one I was just talking about, you always break a nail. Oh, I never use the thumb. Always the, the yeah. I've always done the finger towards yeah. me. I saw her do the thumb one time. I'm like, whoa! It's what to did protect you just your do? nails. That's what it is. Oh. Because if you, when girls try to like, especially if you just got, if you just got your nails done or something, and you go to pick under the, the soda lid, the little flat, yeah, 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 yeah. it's gonna chip your nail. Well, remember, I do that 28 times a night. What do you mean? 28 cats, 28 cans. Oh. Oh wow. Yeah, so you know, I have to keep my nails short and strong. Interesting. My wife does it with the knife, wouldn't it? With the uh, butter spreader thing. Uh, I'll do it with a knife or a spoon sometimes too. Yeah. Um, hmm. All right. So it's that time of year. We're getting to what well, we have almost 15, 17 days left in the year. God. 17 days left. Uh, 18 days left uh, in 2023. Oh, man. So you're going to start seeing all the lists of the, the trends that were big in 2023. And this is what was looked up the most and blah, blah, blah. So this is the year ends. Uh, Google Trends in entertainment. Um, so the people that were looked up, I think, most on Google, it says here... Coming in at number five, Buff Rick. Not Buff oh. Rick. Uh, I'll just give you the top three. Travis Kelsey was number three. Of course. Uh, Jeremy Renner, remember that horrible accident he had with oh, the snowplow? Oh, yeah, and his eyeball popped out. Dude, if you didn't watch that special, who did he do it with? Diane Sawyer. Yeah. And... It was unbelievable, the story that I watched the whole thing. It was incredible. I didn't realize how bad it was. His eyeball was hanging oh, his skull out. skull like was crushed. Oh, yeah. Like his leg is... out of a horror movie. His eyeball oh. just dangling there. He saw his eye with his other eye. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. Oh, oh God. Um, and then uh, the Buffalo Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin. Remember when he had the cardiac event? Yeah. That was number one for people. Actors. Oh, wow. 
Danny Masterson came in number three because he's a rapist. Yeah. Jamie Foxx came in at number two because remember he disappeared for a while. Nobody knew what happened yeah. to him. And they were saying maybe it was from the vaccine and he had a stroke and he went blind. And then all of a sudden he came back and he was fine. And then Jeremy, Jeremy Renner came in at number one. As far as people that passed away, uh, Matthew Perry came in at number one. Other people on the list for this year. I forget how many people passed away this year. Tina Turner, Jerry Springer, oh, yeah. Jimmy wow. Buffett, Sinead oh. O'Connor. Oh, did you see news? Um, I haven't gotten there yet. I'll okay. get there. Um, movies are Barbie, Sound of Freedom came in at number three, which is good to know. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, that Oppenheimer. Um, TV shows, I don't really know a lot of these. Last of Us, Ginny and Georgia, and Queen Charlotte. Well, no, I don't know this. I know the Last of Us one, but I don't know. Ready for the songs? No. Um, I won't know any of these. Anthony. You'll know the top two. Oliver Anthony, Richmond, North of Richmond. hey And wow. Jason Aldean, Try That in a Small Town. Oh, okay. hey Okay. Um, the top memes that were searched, I don't really know. I know the Kevin James one, but I don't know uh, nice. Police Girl, Folding Chair. I don't know any of these I things. I didn't see the Kevin James. What was that about? It's, Kevin James has this like weird smile on it's his like face. It's like a smirk that he does for like King of Queens. Yeah, right? it's from King of Queens, but people would insert it into different situations. Right, right, right. Um, let's see. The top trends that were searched on Google for 2023 was AI yearbook. M- remember when people were doing their AI yearbook yeah. photos? And yeah. Sh- okay. And then uh, Instagram notes number trend, the fruit roll-ups trend, and the Roman Empire trend. What was that? That's when uh, there was a study done, and they said that men think about the Roman Empire at least once a day. <laughs> really? I swear to God. Actually, yeah. I just mentioned it before we went on the air, didn't I? You did? Because you showed us the song, and I was like, yeah, even back then in ancient Rome, they used to do these, uh, these dirty limericks. That men reference or think about the Roman Empire wow. once a day. Yeah, it's good. And then you'd have like videos of girls being like, honey, you ever think about the Roman Empire? He's like, yeah, actually, you ever think about this, where they burned the Library of Alexandria? She's like, uh, I thought you'd say no, but okay. <laughs> Isn't that weird? I never, I don't think about the Roman um, Empire. Yeah. No. Uh, the top recipe searches were the Grimace Shake from McDonald's, lasagna Ew. soup, chicken cobbler, and black cake. I've had lasagna soup before, and it Have sounded really? gross. It was actually really good. Is it what is it liquidy? Or is I, it creamy? I mean, it's more of a, a chowder or a chili. Okay, so it's just lasagna, lasagna that's made bad. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. I feel like I haven't looked up with uh, any of this stuff, so I feel kind of out of it. What's the other one? With the other food? Yeah, lasagna. Ch- there was another one. There was uh, uh, chicken cobbler and black chicken cake. Chicken cobbler sounds gross. Can you cobble a chicken? But I think it's I think it's just like a quiche kind of thing, isn't it? It's sort well, of. Well, like think about just... peach cobbler. It probably has a crumbly topping. Yeah, it's probably made with breadcrumbs and maybe Parmesan cheese on oh, top. It's a casserole. Right. It's crackers exactly. with a lot of butter. They're just yeah, calling it a cobbler just to yeah. mess people up. Is that what it is to cobble something? You put like a crust on it? I guess. I don't know. But anyway, I feel like my matches with what I looked up on Google don't match any of this. So what'd you look up? Titanic was number two as far as news go. Yeah. Remember that? The Can whole you see Titanic your, thing? Your own top Google searches? I don't think so. Could you shut up and hit the button? I'm trying to get into this bit and y'all are making it impossible. I am the most popular Google searches of 2023. I'd like to sincerely apologize that your own personal searches were, shall we say, a bit different. The most searched movie was Barbie, but not for you. Instead, you Googled Margot Robbie, then clicked images, then turned off safe search. (laughs) And, well, the rest is history. And while the entire world searched Google News for the war in Gaza, you searched what is a Gaza. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe your next query should be History for dummies. 
Or better still, you should search incognito mode. Go ahead, Google it. Apologetically yours. The most popular Google searches of 2023. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. <laughs> Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. All right, here we go. Why am I not getting my noise? Woo, 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 Something's wrong here. Okay. What's something, happening? Something, I don't know. Something went bad. It's not working. There it is. All right. Technical difficulties? Update is brought to you by Fair and Fair. Yeah, it's fixed. Okay. It happened again. Here we go. Here we go. That's a lot of pages you got over there. Sorry, I couldn't get to Megan Kelly on this. Uh, she's very upset about this, but we'll get it tomorrow or something or later. So two transgender cyclists have once again snagged first and second place, the gold and the silver, at a major women's cycling competition, with some calling the victories outrageous and an assault on women. Right now, I still don't understand why women, where's all the feminists? Where are the mm-hmm. women that usually go out there and they're Lululemons and protests? Where are you? They're taking, they're taking sports away from you. Women's athletics is going to die. You're not only losing that, you're losing your rights as a woman. You're no longer even identified as a woman because uh-huh. you're, you're a woman. That all sounds the, insane. All the my body, my choice women, all the women that wore the vagina hats. Tramping around at the Trump protests. Where are you at? Yeah, what is that? During a hearing this week, the House Oversight Committee had Fatima Goss Graves on, a Democrat. Here's what she said. This is this is what she said about transgenders in women's sports. Transgenders with their peepees still. I'm talking about the guy who won first and second place. The two guys, they're wearing bicycle outfits, and you know what I'm saying? You can see it clearly. It hasn't been removed. Got the Franks and the beans. Still there. Still proudly standing there. So anyway, she demeaned women who compete compete in women's athletics by saying this. You need to learn to lose gracefully. What the hell is that? Do you see, just that alone, if I were a woman right now, and I'm not a woman, but I would get up. I'm going to put a dress on. I'm going to do it for you. No, 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 no. You would simply put a boy in a dress. So the man couldn't lose gracefully in the category of men, so they used the women's sports as their retirement plan, but now the women that are affected by this, they're the ones that need to lose gracefully? These, these, yeah. These men are all losers. They're all losers in their category when they competed as men. They're still men. And they oh, couldn't so, lose gracefully. No, they're women. You're wrong, and you're, you're transphobic. You know what? Transphobic has turned into what racist is meaningless at this point. Yeah, the word has no meaning. You throw it around so much, it doesn't mean anything. And I'm not scared of trans people, so that's way off. It's an injustice. You know what? How many times have you heard, well, you can't make Mexican food because you're not Mexican. You're appropriating Mexican culture. Well, you're appropriating women. Mm-hmm. Appropriating- Nobody wants to talk about that, though, do they? Yell at the little girl, the little white girl for dressing as Moana, but the man that puts on a dress and competes in women's sports, he's fine. This is what the Democrat, what's her name, Graves wants you to believe. You go to an overnight school field trip and find out when you arrive you're going to be sleeping with a boy, get comfortable with it. Oh, so I guess that whole Me Too movement about you feeling uncomfortable around certain things, that thing just just went away, we're just going to forget about all that? If you don't get comfortable with it, we'll label you a bigot, and the news will back me up. You join an all-girls sorority in college? And you find out a boy wants to live in the same house, he he does then, and the school's all right with it, and the sorority's all right with it, and then he sits there and stares at you while you take a shower and gets a boner? That's all right. I think every female should try to go join fraternities now. 
it's insane. It's an insane message. Okay, so one of the Evie Edwards, she's uh, the one who was supposed to win. She's an incredible cyclist. She's won, like, I can't tell you, a quintillion awards. And she's talking about this whole tin there. She details her cyclist race against a transgender athlete, and she was on Fox. Here she is. I think just any sport, we can expect for men to dominate uh, females. And I don't understand why we're having this conversation still. Every rational person knows that there's a difference between biological males and that male bodies don't belong in female sport. And she talks about how, you know, it's it's not just what's going on is that you still compete because that's in your blood and you get in there and by the time you make the first turn and you see two dudes mm-hmm. fly by you, it kills your desire to win and even try. I mean, it was an, a race opener. We went to Wisconsin. I was there with my family. I had raced in the Masters women race and won and decided to then finish out our time there in the elite women's race. And I really wasn't, it was not on my radar that Tessa would be there. And I looked up off of the starting line. We were both on the, the front line. And I saw a trans supporter with a huge balloon-shaped hat that was in the the form of a, a trans flag. And then Tess and I did battle through the first couple of corners on that first lap. It's a multi-lap race. There's barriers, there's flyovers that you have to ride your bike over, you're on and off. And quite honestly, once I realized that, it just felt like the competition was meaningless to me. I mean, I just, I, it kills your desire to do your best when you know that it's unfair. It is unfair. It's completely unfair. I'm not going to go through all the biological reasons it's unfair and stuff like that. If you don't know that yet, you need to just just read something because it is unfair completely. And and what's happening now, stuff like this, this girl joined a, um, a field hockey game. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's in a field hockey game for her school, and uh, she got hit by a transgender male um, playing the hockey game. Who's a beast. She's, yeah, she, a totally beast. Did you see the guy? Mm-hmm. And uh, she's got permanent facial injuries now. That's better than hurt feelings, isn't it? According to Miss Graves, the Democrat. It's amazing. I can't tell you how free I feel now that I've started identifying as a woman. It's funny to me, though, that you'll see people like she was talking about the person on the sidelines cheering on the trans athlete with the trans flag. So so you're rooting for them only because they're trans. So what would happen if somebody was held up a sign and said, I'm rooting for the white kid because he's white? Yeah. And you'd be like, that's all the only reason you're rooting for him? And then they'd be called racist. So you're not rooting for the person that you think is the best or maybe they're a fit. I just don't understand it. And, you, you know, you shouldn't be ashamed to say this stuff. The stuff that I'm saying, it's stuff that women should be saying, you shouldn't be ashamed. You got to get out there and you got to speak up. I know it's uncomfortable and you're afraid of what your friends would think. Well, you know what? If you have a friend that hears you speak up against this crap and, and then all of a sudden they're arguing with you and ask, acting nasty towards you, they're not your friend. They're not your friend. You just expose mm-hmm. the fact that you've been hanging around with a phony. Well, the true definition of phony is that they're out there marching the good march for females and women's right and my body, my choice. But you don't care that women's sports is getting destroyed because you don't want to hurt somebody else's feelings with, oh, I don't know, facts? Then you're a huge phony. Let me tell you something, Dingleberry. David Perry. I'm going to roll up the other women here and I'm going to smoke them. All right, so Bill Maher was on with this uh, snotty bitch, Bella Thorne. She's a model slash actress. She was on a Disney show when she was younger. She was a Disney mm-hmm. actress, and then she tried to be all Miley Cyrus and be hardcore and start an OnlyFans. What's and her then Bella her career like kind of tanked, and so... 
And Bill Maher did Bill Maher. And again, I don't agree with 90% of what Bill Maher says. He's a liberal. He's an old school liberal. And that's fine. I, but I like him because you know what? He speaks his mind. I, I agreed. I liked Bernie Sanders only because even though he's a communist and was would have us all living in little huts eating dirt, it's fine. At least he said it. You know what I mean? He was out front with it. He was his authentic self. So is Bill Maher. I am the top 1% of people that will tell you that eating dirt is okay. So uh, he sat down with Bella Thorne, and Bella Thorne it was very upset because of the joke that Bill Maher cracked. This wasn't a one of those jokes where it's, hey, and you, the, the, the horse walked into the bar, and the bartender said, hey, why did long face? <laughs> wasn't that kind of joke. It was just a Bill Maherism. I think there's some uh, money to be made in some sort of exchange with everyone switching, where like, you know, if you need a penis, take a penis. If you have a penis, give a penis. Maybe Bitcoin could be involved. <laughs> you could, you know, no? I just don't like joking about. Oh, Bella. Um, oh, Bella, you snot. You Did have you to set the stage, though. They're sitting in this very relaxed atmosphere. This is not on the Bill Maher show, and they're smoking pot. Yeah, this is that show he does. Uh, what is it? Remote something? Random club. Random club. And so she's like getting hot, smoking acting like she's super cool. So I'd get stoned with Bill Maher. Drinking cool. drinks and like, oh yeah, this is so laid back. Yeah, Bill Maher's club random. friend. Yeah. I don't joke about wieners. But what's wrong with her? You know, it's just like she pretty much said what she is, a miserable person that wakes up every morning and the first thing she thinks of is the most miserable, depressing thing she could think of. And then she uh, and then does her vocal fry voice thing and, and it's just miserable. Boo. I just don't like joking. I just That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd have no humor in my life. I'm a miserable biatch. Keep Go going. On. I know oh, that you Bella. like to. You kids, you wake up offended. No, I'm 100% offended. Like I'm 100% me, a narcissist. Look, me, it's all about me. I'm important because I'm offended and you cause my offensiveness, yeah. not the fact that it's self-induced. Yeah, Hopefully, that part thing. out. Would she be offended if this happened like 10 years ago before this kind of thing was trendy to be offended about? Go ahead. One hundred percent offended. Like when when I think about you know someone's trauma and someone walk the videos that I have seen. Yeah, what videos? That are, what that are so like so f- bad. But you can, when people have to worry about walking on the street just being themselves, like <laughs> that's f- anxiety. That's why I don't like to like joke about it because you know someone hears it and on a public platform is so bad because you're like kind of you low can't. key spreading like this like oh ha 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 ha, ha. and it's like it's uh. not funny. So you're worried about individuals not being able to walk the street just being themselves. So where are your tears for all of the Jewish people that are getting attacked lately? You don't have any tears for them because they're they have fear walking the street just being themselves. Oh, oh, you don't you don't you don't dip your toe into that. Oh, okay. No, well, it's also I just the- don't like joking. <laughs> Those people that get offended for somebody else on someone else's behalf. Yeah, she's not trans. Yeah, I mean, no. maybe a lot of trans people are like, that's, that's kind of funny. Well, first of all, the premise of the whole thing's untrue. There's 23 people that have died that were transgender, okay? 18 of them got murdered by their lovers. 
three of them got shot by cops because they shot at the cop first. The other one, I don't know. So that's a bunch of bull. And it's 23 people. Not anybody, you know, it's a wonderful thing that anybody dies, but at the same time. But nobody wants to talk about that stats. They want they want you to think that those 23 trans people were killed because they were trans by yeah. someone that hated trans people. Absolutely untrue. So I don't know what video she was watching. Maybe maybe they were playing a joke on I her. I just don't like joking. <laughs> I hope you never get a job again. And yet you were doing a weed show with Bill Maher. You didn't expect humor Yeah, what did you think was going to happen? I thought it was a serious news program that he's talking about a wiener dish. (laughs) All right, the other day, Dick Durbin, you probably don't know who he is unless you follow politics. Dick Durbin is this gross... He looks like the guy from Penn State. Remember him? Um, what was his name? Um, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah you know, oh, oh. Sandusky. He looks like Sandusky meets well, another perv. I can say that, you know, I have done some of those things. I have showered with them. I rubbed their legs. Oh, anyway, wow. he looks like Sandusky. He's in Congress. He's been in Congress since, I think, 1746. I think he's been in Congress since then. Older than the country. Yeah, yeah. He's old. He's very old. And uh, he doesn't do anything. He's never done anything. There's not like the Dick Durbin bill or the Durbin bridge. There's nothing. He's just an old piece of garbage that sits there and collects money from everybody who wants to bribe him to do what they want him to do. He didn't watch the Dick Durbin show back in the day? No, I missed the Dick Durbin show with the Dick Durbin ban. But um, somebody from Fox News, of course, Fox News, you want the truth. Well, you can't handle the truth. Yeah, Dick Durbin was asked by a reporter from Fox News about Jeffrey Epstein's flight logs. We all know that Clinton was on there 26 times. We know that Bill Gates was on there five or six times. Where are they going just for the sightseeing? On the left of the plane is a bunch of minor girls. On the right of the plane is a bunch of 14-year-old girls. I mean, you know. uh, (laughs) (laughs) So he doesn't... Uh, what's her name? Marsha Blackburn is put a bill in. It's one of the flight logs subpoenaed so we can see all the world leaders, all the corporate leaders, mm-hmm. all the rich people that are on that plane going to get sex from trafficked girls, underage girls. He blocked it. So here's what happened. Since we're in the business of issuing subpoenas now, here are a few more that I filed. A subpoena to Jeffrey Epstein's estate to provide the flight logs for his private plane. Given so they didn't. So this guy, this guy, Dick Durbin, blocked it. Here he is. Chairman Durbin, can I ask you a quick question? Um, why won't you subpoena Jeffrey Epstein's flight logs? So who are you? Hillary Vaughn with Fox. Fox, of course. Fox, of course. The people, the bad people, red. You maggot maggots. You maggot maggot maggots. Uh, honestly, it shouldn't matter where. She's from. Answer the question, dirtbag. Uh, I don't know anything about his flight logs. But why won't you subpoena them? Why don't you want to know? I don't know the issue. I know who Epstein was, but I certainly don't know anything about the issue. Well, he doesn't know anything about the issue. How about that, huh? Okay. He was charged with sex trafficking, so why don't you want to know who was utilizing his private plane? Never been raised by anyone. (laughs) It's never been raised by anyone. Is this camera on? Yeah, we're live. Oh, oh no, nah, I ain't seen nothing. <laughs> I ain't seen nothing. Matter of fact, I'm blind in my left eye. <laughs> All right, so this is a former CIA officer. How does he come into play here? Um, He's basically getting asked by Jesse Waters, like, now, in your government experience, is there any reason that, you know, a, a legitimate reason to block this? 
All right. There's no reason why we can't get the flight logs. You know, I used to be the uh, the senior investigator on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, and we had subpoena power, just like Dick Durbin and his staff do. And all it takes is a signature, the signature of the senator. It can be given at 2 o'clock in the morning, or at 8 o'clock in the morning, or whenever he <laughs> wants to sit down at a desk and sign the paper. So this notion that they ran out of time, it's just uh, nonsensical. Look, he's dead. Jeffrey Epstein is dead. He's been dead for four years, and he's a convicted pedophile, a convicted <laughs> child molester. What possible reason could there be to hide this information? How could this information not be in the public interest? You see, we specialize in common sense here on the show because I'm not that bright. I can't speak for those two, but I mean, I'm just not that bright. So I just go with the basic instinct thing, you know, like... It, it seems like it's wrong, and I, look, it looks like it's wrong. Yeah. It smells like it's wrong. It's wrong. Must it looks wrong. like a duck, and it quacks like a duck. The reason that they don't want the list out is because everybody is on it. All your political heroes, mm -hmm. Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, you know, Independent, uh, they're all on it. Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, I bet you he's on there. They're all they're on all that on list. They're all on there. And you have people in such power, in such power. Oh, yeah. Well, there's, there's some people that have been on the plane that readily admit it. Like, uh, who is it? RFK came out. They're like, uh, you're on the flight log, like, twice. And he's like... Yeah, my wife was friends with Ghislaine Maxwell at the time. They were headed to West Palm for the holidays and mm. asked if we wanted a ride. So it's like me, my wife, and my four kids got to ride to West Palm on their plane. Yeah, but they didn't go to one of the islands. The other ones did. Clinton, 26 mm -hmm. times. What do you think he was going there for? Golf? Yeah, where have you gone 26 times on an airplane? Ask yourself that. Nowhere. Even if you had a vacation Never. spot, you go every year. Uh-huh. The people who belong to the hedonism cruises don't go 26 times. They get tired of it. Uh, that's the just women, excessive. The wild women, the ripping and the tearing, the ripping and the tearing. Yeah, it's amazing. Are we ever going to see that? What do you get? What do you think? Oh, I mean, eventually, no. No, <laughs> no I mean, look at JFK. Everybody involved in the JFK assassination is dead, and they're like, no, we'll release it. Here's a bunch of pages of magic marker. Enjoy. All right. So at Harvard, the president, Claudine Gay, has not stepped down. Uh, there's a number of reasons in my mind that I think she hasn't stepped down. I think it's the uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre uh, syndrome, mm -hmm. Kamala Harris syndrome. Mm -hmm. She checks all the boxes off. Mm -hmm. We can't fire her. Look at her. She's black. It's interesting <laughs> because they fired the president of University of Pennsylvania. If Claudine Gay, for those of you who are right now are going, what a racist that Rick guy is. What a ra I'm never letting again. I'm writing your manager. Oh, please. If she were white, she would have been fired last week. Bingo. She was a white male. They wouldn't have waited until the hearing was over. During the hearing, the guy would have come up, grabbed her, him by the throat, uh, and thrown him out in the garbage. And people would have applauded yeah. because he was a white male. Yeah, but we can't fire her. She's everything we we know and love and respect. She's she had nothing really to do with what she is, but she's it's everything. She hates Jewish people, but whatever. It's a yeah. giant dripping irony sandwich when you're racist for firing the racist. I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? You get point of the day. The mind boggles. Oh, it gets better. It gets better. It always gets better. These people. It, 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 it just bad follows them around, and they and then it seeps out on the sides. It's like yeah, it just comes out the sides. So Claudine Gay is you know being faced by uh, uh, what's her name um, Nikki whatever her name is the one who grilled her in that hearing about can you say that your university condemns and also has a policy against students going down there calling for the murdering of Jews? Well, it's all about context. Or was that the one from U, U of Penn? No, this is the context woman. Anyway, so they, she couldn't do it. And then, you know, the woman at Penn got 
quitted, and then this one won't get quitted because, you know, she's got certain qualifications to check the boxes that they love. And while this is all going on, Harvard's hiding a big secret. She pretty much plagiarized a good portion of her PhD dissertation. Yeah, none of it was true. Even if you cut the entire thing out... You still have a phony as a president, regardless yep. of any other out of the hearings or any of it. Cut the entire situation out. You got somebody in there that lied their way to the top. What now, blows my mind is if you take take her credentials out of it, she's still a human. Why did nobody ask her the question of you're letting these students basically harass Jewish students who are scared to be on campus. They fear for their lives. Now, let's replace another group. You being a black woman, what would you do if there were KKK groups on campus threatening the lives of your black students? Her answer would have been different. No, Stefanak said that, and she didn't answer it. Exactly. Well, yeah, she totally because she didn't knows answer. what her answer would be. That's what made it even worse. She did ask that question, and Stefanak asked the question, and Claudine Gay didn't answer it. She was worse than the U of Penn president, and she's gone. Okay, so it gets better. So the plagiarism. While, this is what Harvard says. She plagiarized. You can see it. If you want to see it, you can go see it yourself. She, I don't know if it's 26, 27, 28 authors that she quoted and didn't give credentials to on the bottom, didn't give credit to on the bottom, you know, the footnotes or whatever it's called. Well, I mean, she ripped it from such books that were so boring. She's like, no one will ever read these. In her doctoral dissertation, not only was there direct quotes, there was also paraphrase of 20 other authors, including two of her colleagues that worked at Harvard. She, These people are unconscious. They have no conscience. So anyway, Harvard did their analysis and they found no violation of Harvard standards for research misconduct. I got news for you. If a student did this, out, gone, never to return to Harvard ever again. Well, how many students did they boot out for uh, putting stuff on the internet that they didn't like? Right? Scholar and political scientist Carol Swain, I love this woman. She uh, is, she's all about it. She needs to resign. Obviously, uh, the Harvard Corporation did not have the courage to fire its first black president, someone who should never have been elevated in the first place. Mm. Uh, Given the fact that they did not fire her, the right thing for her to do is to step down. And I hope that uh, the pressure doesn't uh, 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 relent until she does that because she's harming academia, Mm. she's harming black people, she's harming everyone who had to work and earn their way uh, in academia. Let's say the world was completely different. And as uh, and, and I'm not a real, uh, I don't hourly look Hispanic, do I? I don't. I don't have, you know, I don't have those attributes. I'm, uh, that's because you know, you're Cuban. You, you guys are secretly Spanish. The funny thing, <laughs> if you go to Cuba, there's black, black people. There's dark they're Cuban. black. Because they're, no, but they're from Africa, but mm-hmm. they're Cuban. Mm-hmm. There's, there's white, 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 lily white, like me. Mm-hmm. You know, they're white people, but they're Cuban. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not, but but let's say that there's there's been a, a, just an enormous amount of, and I I, I experienced some of that when I was a kid, and that's why my parents moved me out of New York, but there was a lot of uh, prejudice, you know, mm-hmm. back then against Latinos. So imagine if I grew up my whole life against, you know, fighting all that stuff, mm-hmm. and I find out later that the only reason I got this job on this radio station is because of my heritage, my culture, my my skin color, my, you know, if, if I found out that, that I was no good at this, but they gave me the job anyway because of my skin color, I would be Pissed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it says, hey, you're not actually good. We right. just picked you so we don't look bad. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the same thing, and that's what's going on. So, speaking Terrible. of getting fired from a job, do you know oh, like what? a, what? Oh. 
you know, I thought you were making a terrible announcement about me and Jill. Not yet, but you know, a lot of firings happen around the holidays, and it's still early. Which is terrible. Isn't I get really nervous around the holidays because everyone, you? well, everyone I know that's been laid off from a radio gig, it happens before Christmas. Well, we don't want to give you the ham. Get out. The last time I was fired in radio was right before Christmas. Yeah, I got fired right before Christmas many times. It's crazy. And I feel like it's so cruel because you've just spent all this money or you're, it's supposed to be a happy time and then you get to go and you're like, well, I guess I'll look for a job after the first of the year. Tiny Tim Crutch to hobble out with your box of stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's why, you know, I learned my lesson. I, never, I remember one. One time I got really rooted in one station. This was early on when mm-hmm. I was so naive. I thought, hey, if you're doing well, they can't fire you. Well, of course they can. Yeah. They just didn't like you. But I had a whole office. I mean, I had I moved in. I mean, over over seven years, I moved in. Wow. I had crap there, clothes, books, uh, you know, CDs. I had thousand CDs. I had plants. My desk was covered with stuff that the kids had. It was. Yeah. A, it took me a day and a half to get out of there. That's the worst wow. feeling. So I never take more than... What you a can pocket full. Yeah. Should I empty this? You so notice my office? Yeah, you got a lot of stuff in there. You're going to have to... Rick, yeah. you've even said before, you're like, I could walk out the front door without taking a single thing in my office and be fine with it. Exactly. That's the way you should do it because these co- corporations, they don't give a rip about mm-hmm. you. But the thing is, and when it comes to the end of the year, they work on the calendar year, a lot of them. So they figure, yeah. hey, January's coming, new slate, you're out. See, Smoke's different. He's like, I'm taking the printer when I go. I'm taking this. I'm taking oh, this yeah. stack of paper. So the thing is, I want it to be preemptive and I want it to to make sure that we're covered because I think this is a good show. We can take it somewhere else. Oh, yeah. But, you know, in the meantime, between jobs, because radio, pff, you know, you're a year, year at least, you know, between if, if you not. get another job in yeah. radio, uh, we have to do something. I don't know what you're going to do if something happens. I don't know. I mean, I, I always think, I you know, I have a college degree. Maybe I could do something. But then it's like, I don't want to do the stuff that the college degree will let me do. I want to work at a store like uh, Restaurant Depot. They got lawyers eventually. But they used to have the forklifts where they could run up and down the That's aisle. That's fun. Yeah, not anymore. Now they rope off the aisle That's and you got to go slow. That's that. crap. But if I can find a warehouse where I can play with a forklift, I'm all in there. I like things that are clean and tidy. Maybe I can go work at the container store. <laughs> You'll go back to the head shop, won't you? I mean, I don't know. That's a hard business to be in, man. Just... Well, anyway, from what I knew, I posted on LinkedIn. They got this new part of LinkedIn where you could do a video. Okay. All right, so see if you like this. Looking for competent employees to grow your business? No? Good. Then consult LinkedIn for these qualified candidates. When you need a wealth of experience, turn to the man who hasn't updated his resume since he was 14. He is Smokestack, and he's only worked at two places, food service and the bong shop. But he can edit audio. You know, if you ever need audio edited at a bong shop. Is your place of business clean, organized, and smells like cinnamon? Do you provide free cappuccino? Then make your next hire Jill. Jill's unsure of her skill set, so we asked her husband Harold, and he said Jill is very pretty. So, if you have an opening in your company's pretty department as VP of Pretty, Jill is the perfect fit. Finally, there's Rick. Rick sees himself driving forklifts or fast cars or whatever as long as it's not working in a diner. Please, God, no diners. If you hire Rick, you're getting a valued asset. If you don't, you're getting sued for ageism. This message is from LinkedIn, your source for qualified job seekers like Rick, Jill, she's pretty, and Smokestacks. The Sunny Update. Rick. Jill and Smokestack.
having fun with a world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. So I don't know if you saw this morning, it was all over the news. Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody has launched um, an investigation. It's an antitrust investigation into the college football playoffs because of the exclusion of uh, FSU when they picked Alabama. FSU undefeated. Here's what she had to say. I'm Attorney General Ashley Moody at Florida State University in front of the iconic Unconquered statue. Most of you know I'm a lifelong Gator, but I'm also Florida's Attorney General, and I know injustice when I see it. Shockingly, what happened to the undefeated Knowles after winning the ACC championship has college football fans in Florida and across the nation wanting answers. It's justified. What's clear is the need for more information about the unprecedented decision made by a group of 13 in secret that for the first time ever left an undefeated Power Five Conference champion out of the playoff. This stunning decision not only disappointed millions of fans, it cost this university and the ACC millions of dollars. The NCAA conferences and the College Football Playoff Selection Committee are subject to antitrust laws. We are launching an investigation to examine if the committee was involved in any anti-competitive conduct in its unprecedented decision. As it stands, the committee's decision reeks of partiality, picking winners in the boardroom and not on the field. So we are demanding answers. Well, good. Good. It's about time. Yeah. So she started it yesterday. They're looking, like she said, into possible contracts, combinations, or conspiracies relating to anti-competitive effects. She's given the college football playoffs uh, until December 26th to begin answering with final deadline of January the 11th. You know, I don't, I don't uh, follow. Co- I used to follow college ball. I had a room for FSU, but um, th- the amount of money flowing through these university mm-hmm. and their sports program is blinding. Oh with, yeah, with thirteen old dudes in a room trying to decide what would be best for the playoffs, and they're not going with the stats. They're going with the oh, Alabama going to make us a lot of money. Yeah, it's the bottom line. They do the thing, same thing in professional sports. But the point being, and I know this is an old argument. I'm not on sports radio, so I may not understand all the nuance. But the thing is, is that these these college athletes really don't get paid. I know they get some perks and they get some stuff, but I mean, I think now they can get endorsements. I'm not really sure. But I mean, compared to the amount of money you make in the NFL and you're doing the very same thing and you're attracting larger audiences as far as it goes for television, more loyal audiences, because if you're an alumni or you're a fan of that school, poof, you watch every single game I used to. And if you're alumni, you probably donate money to that school too. Yeah. It's like unconscionable that the product they're selling to make money is pretty much to them free. You know? Yeah. South Park did a whole episode on that about how like remember they used to not play the players like any money. Like, they'd make money off the merchandise. Like, right. well, you get to go to school. Good for you. Meanwhile, I'm going to need you to go out there and play some football because I'm making a bazillion dollars off of you. Well, that's the trade-off. You don't have to pay for college, but you play football for us. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even compare to the kind of money they yeah. would be making if it was equivalent to the NFL pay. And if they feel that way, then they'd have a choice not to go to that school and not play football. I mean, imagine you worked here, Joe, and you didn't get money, but you got a free T-shirt for every time we got new ones. And I have a choice to work here or go work somebody somewhere else. Exactly. I can say no to it and not work here for that. Well, they don't have a choice. They can't go to another university. It's the same thing. You know what I mean? Everything's a choice. It's, it might not be a good choice, but everything's a choice. Okay. Um, how many boxes have you had delivered to your house so far? Oh, it's every day. No, but we, that's a different thing. I got the rock thing going. Do you have any gifts <laughs> that are coming like, You can't house? count me. I got rocks. Do what? Do you have any gifts coming? Not that I know of. No. <laughs> not that I know. It's all rocks. 
Everything's rocks. Pretty much. I get six, seven, eight boxes a day of rocks. A day? Yeah. That's got to be heavy for your delivery driver. He probably hates you. He, he probably does. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Um, Amazon drivers, the things they hate to deliver. Oh, Rick, this is a big one for you. Do you go pick up your own kitty litter or do you have it delivered to the house? No, I have it. I pick it up. You pick it up? Yeah, why? Because it's so heavy, I would think you would just have it delivered. No, no, mm. he picks it up with his bare hands. Big, strong man. I do. I do pick it up the the 20-pound bottles of kitty litter. I so have to. Why? I know a lot of people that love going to the grocery store and the stores, but they won't go shopping for the heavy stuff. Bottled water. What? Cat litter, things bottled like that. Bottled water is too heavy? Well, if, depending on how many cases you want. And so oh. they just have it. They order it from Amazon. They have it delivered to their house. So Are they don't you have to kidding carry me? It. No, why would I be kidding you? I just didn't realize people were that lazy. Like, or you can't a single mom with up? a baby in her arm and a and a, and a little uh, the basket thing. You think she can carry a big case of water by herself? Trip. Yes, Mark. What about if she has a baby in her arm and she's got a fractured arm and she's okay. got like or elderly people that need water? And well, she's not elderly. Just everybody what that's twenty five and young. What if she's missing all her appendages and she has to drag herself to the store? Don't be a dick. Be realistic. I <laughs> okay. mean, there's elderly people and moms what did that have a bunch do of kids. before Amazon. People have been having kids who have been elderly before Amazon came so, along. How so you should we do stuff? things the way it's always been done? You want me to go have my husband clock me on the head and drag me into the cave and then go kill a you know, saber-toothed tiger, no, bring it home the, to kill? Just because something was done a, a long time well, ago all, like that doesn't mean you need to keep doing it like a that. A long time ago. It was like 10 years ago. Saber-toothed tigers are hard to cook, too. Prepare and skin, you know. If that's something's the whole point available of a kid for you, so they can, do can work you guys for please you. talk over each other so I can understand what you're saying? constant, constant. I'm trying to make a point. The whole reason people do this is to make their life easier. If it makes their life easier, why do you give a crap? Because I want to see people work. Seem- <laughs> no, he just wants to call people lazy. No, it just makes people entitled after a Remember while. Remember what I told you about projection? An old lady having bottled water delivered to her house makes her entitled. Explain and, how. And she's got a grandchild in her arm. Don't forget she's got a fracture. All right, sorry. I guess every- And she's got athlete's feet, so it's painful no, to walk. No, exactly. No, I, I really am curious to know this. How does that make somebody entitled? And flaky skin. Well, Jill, I mean, do you get up and walk to the bathroom, or should Rick and I carry you because there's a carrying me to the bathroom service? I wouldn't use the carrying me to the bathroom service. Oh, why not? It's new. It's why? Well, if it makes myself. your life easier, what's the difference? If I had a broken leg, I might. I'm it's just the saying. future, Jill. <laughs> if I needed it, why not? Okay. You know, do you let the Publix guy take your groceries out to your car? If he wants to, why not? Ma'am, can I take your groceries? Aren't you the lady from the radio? Actually, yes. Take them, peasant. <laughs> no, there. Also, there's no. There's one guy at Publix that I love. He's so sweet, and uh, I don't. I don't drive my car to Publix because I live next door to it. So I just take my stuff home. And Why not? He, you could drive there. He was like, "Well, I don't need to move my car. I live next door to it." So he was like, "Can I take your stuff to your car?" And I said, "You know, I live next door. I don't need to take. I don't. You don't have to take it. I'll just." He goes, "I'll push it to your door for you," and I said, "You just want to go outside because it's pretty out." He goes, yeah, I do. Let me walk outside. I said, okay. So he walked me to my door and pushed my car through. He was so sweet. Well, why go to a fine restaurant when you can just stick something in the microwave? Why go to the park and fly a kite when you can just pop a pill? Anyway, your dumb questions got me off of my story, so I don't even care about this one anymore. Wow. It was things that Amazon drivers don't like delivering, but you went off on a tangent. Cat litter and heavy stuff because other people don't want to lift it. Exactly. That's what it was. It was cat litter. It was bottled water. And I forgot the other one. Well, I'm sorry. You signed up for it. Carry the box. Lug it. You don't think it'd be easier to have the kitty litter delivered to your house? 
Um, now that you mentioned it, yeah, probably easier. Yeah, yeah, but he's gonna throw it at your mailbox and knock it off the post. But wait a minute, how much is kitty litter on Amazon? I gotta look. If you buy it in bulk, it's probably cheaper depending on the kind you buy. Well, His Amazon drivers listening right now going, no, 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 no. <laughs> Already got to do rocks. <laughs> Well, they hate the kitty litter and they hate the bottled water. Pretty much anything in bulk. So furniture's out? Furniture. Also, uh, if you buy bulk, I don't know why you ah, would, but big bag, what, are you saving money? No, it's a dollar more on Amazon. <laughs> oh, yours is? Because a guy has bottle. to lug it. <laughs> per bottle. But then if I'm primed and get a cheap, I don't know anything about Amazon. My wife does the Amazon. She won't you even let me. You don't know anything about no, Amazon? No, she won't let me. She wants to be the king of Amazon. So she, she says, why do you have an account? Cancel it. So I canceled it. So now she's got the only account. I got to go through her for everything. Did you order the kitty litter? Because my hands are full of cat poop. They're crapping in my hand. There's no more kitty litter. I'll get it. <laughs> wow. Toilet paper? I know a lot of people have toilet paper delivered in bulk. Yeah, but that's not heavy. Yeah, but it's still delivered in bulk. They don't feel like carrying it out of the store. Uh, did you hear about this guy that had the world record-breaking Christmas display? And, of course, his bonehead neighbors are like, we don't like it. Ah. There's this house along Corinne, and it's awesome. And it's like the Griswold family Christmas. And then a little further down, next to the auto repair shop. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know the strip I'm talking about right across from Red Light, Red Light? And there's like an auto repair shop there, and then there's like a bunch of houses smoked. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a little nursery over there now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right near the nursery. There are. It's actually right before the nursery. Is there's, here? There's two houses, yeah. And they are super lit up with Christmas lights and they're beautiful. I get such a joy driving to work past it in the morning when it's completely dark out and there's no traffic and I'm like, ooh, look at the Yeah, houses. there's one by me like that. It's just crazy. But then there's one house that's on, it'll be on around six or seven o'clock and then at night, you know, when the sun goes down. But then when I go out in the morning, it's turned off and I, the only reason I could come up with was maybe it's because their houses are so close together there and it might be too bright for their neighbor next door. So mm-hmm. before they go to bed, they turn it off. Yeah. But this is a couple in New York holds the record for the most Christmas lights on residential property up to $720,000, uh, excuse me, 720,000 lights this year. Wow. That's a lot of twinkly lights. But their neighbors are sick of it. They want them to rein it in. One of the guys... Talk about a jerk. Ran for office last year just to make them stop. He ran for office so he, know, could, he could have like a clause or whatever to tell them that they can't have the lights. You're just well, a humbug jerk. for mayor. Yeah, you jerk. Now, I, am I a jerk though? Because mine are on in the morning. Like this morning, I went and shut them off when I left for work. But You're one strand of lights that's haphazardly thrown in the bush? No, they're actually very organized. It looks real good. What, it looks get, like Jill's fridge. Just you got one of those nets that's pre-lit for you. Those no, nets you I'm not in the cheap bush. like that. I was up there with the ladder. <laughs> I didn't make the have, Amazon guy do it. Why didn't you have Taylor take video? I want, would love to have seen that. She might already have some video, but I noticed because my neighbors all have a bunch of cool lights too. But when I wake up in the morning, they're all off, and mine are the only ones that are on. You're watching the transformation of a once, you know. Dopehead that's now domesticated, putting lights up, Don't hanging gather his signs. Creative domesticness, let it bloom. I've had Christmas lights up in the studio here for like three years. It's not like I'm a stranger to hanging a Christmas yeah, light. Yeah, but that room's well, like 12 square feet. Yeah. Right? And it's difficult because there's a drop ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> and you hung them in our studio here too, mm. by the way. But uh, all that aside, all the stories I've done tonight, none of it matters because this is the biggest story of the day. You remember right. this? 
All right. Megan Kelly, Megan Kelly. Why do you have that's the first thing here? Look. And I had a whole discussion with you about okay, how the way you, it was going to go. Okay, what are you looking at me for? And what you said, do you want me okay, to do? yes, I got it. I got it, Joe. Okay, so what do, you wa- what do you want you from me? You think he There's- listens? No, I did listen. There's nothing else first. Go ahead. It's Taylor Swift's birthday today. Right, right, right. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Taylor Swift is turning 34. And Megan Kelly has a message for it. That would be where you would hit that button. Okay. Megan Kelly, Megan Kelly. Do everything my Megan damn Kelly, self. Megan Kelly, Megan Kelly. Well, you should. Megan Kelly, Megan Kelly. I can't. Kelly, Amazon got to do it. Megan Kelly. If I had the capability to push buttons over here, I would do it. I offered it to you and you were like, well, you know. Uh, that is not true. Mm-hmm. I did. I told you. I, I could set it up so you could do that. And I said, it'll cost I you said, $12. Great. I said, it cost you $12 a month. She goes, that's mm-hmm. stupid. And Smokestack goes, it is stupid. I'll get it for her for free. Right. Uh-huh. And I'll see you both in court. Oh, come on. He, he he's not going to sue you me. talk about the media line. Bunch of liars on this show. <laughs> Constantly. <laughs> All right. You, you get your pirated software and you kids have good time. I'll be here on my legal side. Anyway, Megyn mm. Kelly was mad at Taylor Swift. Don't hit the button yet. I'm not. Quick draw. She's mad at Taylor Swift you because... Just had, you're just miserable because you're not home with your potpourri and your cinnamon-smelling candles. The guy that yells about everything in life has the freaking audacity to say somebody else is miserable. This guy wakes up miserable, and you're going to point a finger wake. I'm at very me happy. and say, I'm miserable. That's a, that's a the mis- only reason I'm miserable at this moment is because you two are pissing me off today. I am never... I wake up happy to wake up. Really? I do. Can I go on? Or are you going to hit the no, button no, no, before I talk? Right. No, go ahead. Anyone want to? Love to hear this. Anybody right. want to interrupt me before I get going? Smoke. Do you want to interject inter- anything? Smoke. I'm going to wait till you start. Okay, okay cool. <laughs> so Megyn Kelly was mad at Taylor Swift on Tuesday because she attended what? a comedy show benefiting the humanitarian relief in Gaza. All right. So this is what Megyn Kelly had to say. That NGO Monitor has described as highly political presenting a highly biased view of the Israel-Palestine war, ignoring any Palestine responsibility for hardship, and contributing to the demonization of Israel. That is the group Taylor Swift thought it might be fun to help raise money for, attend the fundraiser for, and she owes Israelis and Jewish Americans an apology. And I hope they boycott her events until she issues it. Because attending this thing was wrong. It was wrong. Do some Googling. See what they do in Gaza to gays. See about women's rights in Gaza, Taylor. Otherwise, do this when it comes to talking about those issues again. You clearly know nothing. No, she proved that before. Yeah, so she went to... You know what I think, though? I don't think she she has any idea what she attends. I think she goes where her record label and her publicist tell her to go, and they say, go do this, and she goes, oh, okay. I'm not defending her, but I don't think she has any idea. I really no, don't no. think she, she does. No. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there that love Taylor Swift, but there's a lot of people that are sick of Taylor Swift, and this Christmas song is for you. Taylor Swift got run over by a reindeer <laughs> While Patrick Mahomes had a meltdown the other night You can say there's no such song as Calm Down But we all know the referees got it right She'd been drinking all the Kool-Aid her man Kelsey had just won But when the referee yelled out offsides My home spoiled bratty mouth began to run He was being such a baby He bundled temper tantrum and attack As 
once Kelsey was doing two things at once. Taylor Swift had a reindeer run right up her back. Up her back. Taylor Swift got run over by a reindeer. <laughs> as Mahomes threw his helmet on TV. The NFL won't know what to do without her. Fans hope she'll shake it off before next week. All together now. Taylor Swift got run over by a reindeer. Now the NFL can put the game back on TV. You can say there's no such song as karma. But as for me and Josh Allen, we believe. Merry Christmas from Buffalo, New York. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. All right, gone crazy. Here we go. Uh, The update is brought to you by Theron Farrer. Elise Stefanak is the one that was uh, interviewing, or I guess, yeah, interrogating, is a better word, the presidents of U of Penn, Harvard, and MIT. She was made fun of. They tried to make fun of her on Saturday Night Live, and that backfired on them. Blew up in their face. Yeah, that was weird. That was really, really bad. But she's slamming the uh, Ivy League leaders right now. Of course, one of them has quit or been quitted. That's called resign. Nobody gets fired anymore. Forcefully resigned. Yeah. Um, But one of them has been forcefully resigned. That's uh, from U of Penn. The other one, uh, Claudine Gay, is still hanging in there. They're not going to fire her because she checks off too many boxes. And MIT, we haven't heard anything from. But here's Elise Stefanak slamming the Ivy League leaders for dehumanizing Jewish students. They failed on the global stage. Stage mark, um, what will go down in congressional history as the most viewed congressional testimony in the history of the United States Congress. Three university presidents could not answer correctly the question, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate their university's code of conduct when it comes to bullying and harassment? I asked the question in such a way that it would and should have been an easy yes, but not a single university president answered it correctly. And uh, I I say this whole Hopefully that it'll damage these universities. It has for ju- just Claudine Gay at Harvard. They mm-hmm. lost a billion dollars. Now you're gonna understand these are huge companies. It's the Harvard Corporation. You know we think of these schools as these bastions, these ivory towers of learning and knowledge and intellect, and they're not. They're huge corporations, and they garner, uh, you know, um, their their marketing credit, their credibility through the marketing they do. Mm-hmm. You know when they say Ivy League schools, all those people in those schools tingle because it sounds so heavenly like it's something out of our reach Mm -hmm. then they want students that go there to have that aura of oh my god she went to harvard she must be oh my god do you think it holds the same weight it used to though not anymore and that's what i'm hoping for i hope this destroys their reputation and people start coming back down to earth and thinking using some common sense you can get us just as good an education if not better at a school that nobody's heard of than you can at harvard now plus it's that's with all the indoctrination aside all the all the hatred that goes on in these schools they've become nothing but factories for america hating communists that's what they've become and people got to recognize that and luckily some very rich people and influential people in this country alumni have taken their money and said screw you you hate this country. I'm not sending my kids there or my money. MIT, Harvard, U of Penn, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. So this anti-Semitism is 
inexcusable, but it needs to be rooted out at its core. In these ivory towers, it has poisoned the ivory towers and higher education broadly. And the amount that we have heard from Jewish students who are rightfully fearful for their safety and security, who feel that they cannot pursue their academic pursuits, who cannot go home safely to their dorms because of harassment and threats of assault from university officials, i.e. proctors at Harvard, it is inexcusable and there needs to be accountability and there will be. Well, uh, you know, again, Jill brings this up all the time. Whatever we're black. Mm-hmm. What if a black student couldn't walk from the cafeteria at the school to his dorm because afraid of being harassed, beaten, or whatever, killed, right? Because they're calling for the killing of Jews. That's what this is about. From the river to the sea, I know genocide. I know it sounds extreme, but what if there was like a KKK rally on campus and mm-hmm. her black students feared for their lives? Rightfully so, but she probably would have shut that down and those students most likely would have been expelled. And what if a hundred professors at Harvard wrote to Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard, and said, "Hey, you got to condemn these white people," and 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 no, no, to be the other way around, you got to stand behind the KKK and you have to what? condemn these black people. That's what would happen. Imagine what would be burning down right now. I think most of the country. Yeah, can you imagine? But it's Jewish people. They're sub. They're sub people. They're not real. Well, I mean, it's. It's the oppressor versus oppressed mindset. When you put everything through that lens, whatever group is deemed more successful Mm -hmm. is the bad ones. And whoever seems like the underdog is the people we need to root for, no matter the cost, because it makes me look like I care and I'm morally superior to you. You know, you really hit the nail on the head there with the... Twice today. The way the, the, the world is working now is if you're the successful group, you're the bad group. Yep. Now, look, there's Washington State University we brought up yesterday. They are systematically, remember you always talk about systemic racism is endemic in this country? Well, (laughs) University State Washington, they actually have a guidebook for the people who do hiring at that university to exclude white people. They have a system by which they follow to exclude white people. Who's the oppressed now? Mm, But nobody has a problem with that. Mark, nope. Mark Levin is a talk show host. He's also a constitutional lawyer, worked on the Reagan administration. The guy's brilliant. And um, I don't listen to him that much. I'm just not up that late at night. But uh, he was talking about here, this goes all the way to the White House. Imagine. Remember Obama? There was a professor, and I don't remember the exact story, professor in uh, Martha's, somewhere up north in New York. And anyway, something happened. Mm-hmm. And as usually happens, Obama came out before he had any facts, anything happened, just like Kamala does, and started saying, well, you know, this could have been my son. What if this with Tr- Trayvon Martin? Yep. Obama did it there, too. This has nothing to do with the case and how it turned out. I'm just saying, before he had any facts at all, he came out and said, that could have been my son. Didn't have any facts at all. Nothing. The case hadn't even happened. So it's, it's the same thing now. Um, Mark Levin's talking about if this were black people being uh, treated the way the Jews are being treated at this college, the president of the United States would already have come out the day, the first time it happened, and said, well, we can't have this going on, and I condemn this, and I... but he doesn't. I see no urgency. I see no all-hands-on-deck government action. I see very little out of the Department of Justice and the Civil Rights Division there. I see very little out of the Department of Education and the Civil Rights Division there. I see very little out of the Department of Homeland Security. I see no concern about the Hamas network pouring money into these colleges. I see no concern about 
any of this. I don't even hear statements from the Attorney General of the United States or the head of the Civil Rights Division or clear, concise statements by the President or the Vice President of the United States without bringing in some other group. Am I missing something? No, it's true. That's what's happening. It's mm-hmm. just double standard like you wouldn't believe. And this, you know, when the word genocide and murder comes into it, where were we at? What have we become in this country? Really crazy. All right, speaking of crazy, Jack Smith is the uh, prosecutor, of course, in the Trump case. And, um, well, he's trying to get Trump indi- I mean, convicted before the election. That is his goal. All these four indictments, these four sets of indictments of the 91 charges in total, it's all about doing it before the election to harm Trump so he won't get elected and the Biden administration can be in the White House again. Mm-hmm. Special counsel wants to make sure there's nothing in the way. So what he did is he's going right to the Supreme Court to make sure that Trump doesn't have immunity. You see, the charges that are being brought up are being brought up of an incident, which was, you know, he was still in office when he said that the 2020 election was rigged. Remember, he was not inaugurated yet. So immunity may apply because you can't criminally convict a president that's in office, which is, you know, I guess thorough thinking on Jack Smith's part. But he went to the Supreme Court and we haven't gotten an answer yet. And the Supreme Court, I don't think, is in the mood to really, you know, expedite this. He is. He wants to get it done now because, you know, it's only a few months away. Jonathan Turley, nationally recognized legal scholar. Here's his, his thoughts on this whole thing. The only reason for that is that he is uh, really focused entirely on trying Trump during this campaign and and trying to convict him before the election. Uh, Usually the Supreme Court likes to hear from multiple court of appeals. They certainly want normally to hear from at least one on these issues. Mm -hmm. And so they may not have the same sense of priority as Smith, uh, who seems almost obsessed uh, with trying Trump before the election. Is there any other reason other than politics to want to do that? Well, there's a tactical reason. If Trump wins, he can pardon himself, and then Smith will never see a jury in this case. No, all you're going to see is Trump's headlights, uh, taillights, you know, out the parking lot. Uh, Pretty much said what I said, but he said it like a legal analyst and a lawyer, so I'm not either. Howard Kurtz uh, works for Fox News. He called out the biased media, of which Fox News is becoming part of. There's no other way to describe it. Much of the mainstream media has mounted a campaign against Donald Trump. I've criticized plenty of things Trump has said and done over the years, and as a leading presidential candidate, he should be aggressively scrutinized. Yet, after nine years of a hostile relationship with the media, suddenly there's not even a pretense of fairness. The Atlantic has just published an entire issue on how the foreign president is a danger to democracy. The New York Times keeps running some version of that story. The Washington Post filled several inside pages with an anti-Trump opinion piece, and all that reverberates across television. I think that people have normalized uh, the possibility of Trump coming back to office. Uh, We get used to anything. This time, uh, he is coming bent on revenge. The lead story in this morning's New York Times is warning how a second term could unleash a darker Trump, highlighting the former president's violent and authoritarian rhetoric. There is a clear path to dictatorship in the United States, and it's getting shorter every day. That's Robert Kagan a former Reagan official writing in the Washington Post. There's a growing agreement and acute concern, I think across the political spectrum, about the explicitly authoritarian threat 
I've had journalists say, well, he is a dictator, an authoritarian, and a fascist, so they have no choice. But ultimately, this is about the credibility of our business and why half the country no longer trust the press. Yeah, but the other half country trust the press, and that's what's the scary part is because they believe all this bull crap that they're feeding them, you know? Mm-hmm. Trump's evil. He's coming back with a revenge. It sounds like a movie. And <laughs> now true. he's got horns coming out of his head. Oh, that, someone will make that. You watch. All right. Where's Bill Clinton been? Uh-oh. Oh, shucks. So, uh, this is funny because uh, the election denier, Hillary Clinton, the one who said the election was stolen and is still saying it to this day and has written books about it and she hates Trump and she spends her entire life rocking back in the rocking chair in her, in her house, yeah. just grumbling, going, God, that's why I should have been president. <laughs> I <I'm> a <laughs> winner. Yeah, she's still doing that. She's out again. Guess what she's doing now? She's oh, actually been hired by the, ready for this, Uh-oh. Joe Biden campaign to assist, uh. to consult to make sure that Joe Biden remains in office. Uh. The one who lost in 2016 to a guy that's never been in politics before, Mr. Bad Orange Hair, she lost to him because it was a stolen election and now she's a, a consultant for the Biden administration, Bless. for the Biden campaign. So, crying out loud. Which is really funny in contrast to what Bill Clinton said about Hillary and her campaign back in 2016. This is funny. He, did he do this in a book? She's out for blood. Be careful. No, he said, this is what he said. My wife's campaign is ineffective. As a matter of fact, they're so ineffective, and he specifically said this, they couldn't sell pee on a troop train. And when I say pee, I don't mean yeah. pee-pee. Oh. I mean, you know. Yeah. Oh, my. Other people's. Oh. Property. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, well, oh, oh, well, oh. Yeah. yeah. They oh. couldn't sell P, one, two, three, four letters uh-huh. on a troop train. His, wow. Her husband said that. So, you know, our problem is she don't play a saxophone like me. <laughs> God, please. All right, we have another edition because we're happy because the weekend, the weekend is, means it's the beginning of our vacation and we're all giddy here. So let's It's do, Friday Eve. Yeah, so let's do something giddy again. Let's ask it. This edition of Ask an Idiot is about geography. Sometimes it's the simple things, but I feel like people make these mistakes a lot, but this is just so much of it crammed into one thing. Oh, boy. Can you name me five countries, beginning with letter C? Korea. Korea. Perfect. Carolina. Carolina. Which one? West. West Carolina. Cameroon. Cameroon smashed it. Chicago. Yeah, perfect. And you got one more? What's the capital of Asia? Asia. The capital of Asia is Cambodia. Yeah, Cambodia. Cambodia. So good. Five out of five. Can you name me five countries? Beginning with letter N. New Delhi. New Delhi. Okay. Good start. Second one. New Orleans. New Orleans. No, 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 What is going on No, 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 that's fake, right? No, this is real. No, 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 no. it gets worse. Oh, okay, all right, starting with the letter N, countries. New Orleans, okay. New Zealand. New Zealand, okay, that was a good one. My boy's in New Caledonia. New Caledonia, that's a good answer. And have you got one more? Probably New York. New York. New York. Name me five countries, beginning with the letter F. France. France. Philippines. Philippines. Next one. Uh, Fiji. Fiji, perfect. And have you got one as well? Mm, Florida. Florida, brilliant. Frankfurt. Perfect. Ah, Finlandia, yeah. Finlandia, brilliant. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. so good. Are you pretty good at geography? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. Is this your best subject? Yes. Are you good at geography? Yeah, I'm a geography teacher, actually. Oh, no. Geography teacher, okay. Well, can you name me five countries beginning with letter M? Moscow. Moscow? Mars. Mars. Malaysia. Malaysia, perfect. Madrid. Madrid, perfect. And one more. Mercury. Mercury, that's so good. What? Are your students pretty smart? 
Yeah. What? No. What? She's no, a teacher? No, 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 no. 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 The Start drinking now. The majority of those were planets and cities. Oh, now, plat- Mercury. Mercury. The thing that gets me is like, Dad. he goes, oh yeah, good job for all the ones they got wrong. Uh-huh. Like, I want one time for him to be like, no, you stupid idiot, no. Oh my and then like show God. them a diagram, be like, show me where Mercury is on the on the globe. Could you show me? Or did you see how Moscow's a city, not a country? How do people not know this stuff, She's man? a teacher. She said she was a teacher. That's what I'm saying. How did you get there? And she said Mars was a country. Is that real? That's Mars real. and Mercury? Yes. It's real. Is there I mean, a it's a can... guy going up to them on the street. It's as real as much as I can vet. I mean, I don't know if he got a hundred people together and said, be stupid. Here right. I go. Now, let's say you're, you know, you own a company and you're watching this video and you see one of your employees on there. What are you Fired. Doing? Can you? I don't know. Who cares? People can fire you for yeah, anything for, these days. For anything. No, you're, you're dumb phobic. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God, Mercury. Mercury! And Mars. How do you live? How do you make it day to day? Do you just look at signs and just wonder what they say? Oh God, countries that begin with- Like, uh how'd you get a driver's license? How'd you get a job? And New Orleans. How'd you type your own resume? Florida? Florida. Florida Florida is a country. How about the Philippines beginning with an F? (laughs) Do people go, where do you, how do you fill out a form for anything? Uh, Place of birth. Uh, My mom. country in <laughs> earth. Like, what do you, how do you live? These people file their own taxes? Or you just go to H&R Block and go, I don't know, I kept everything look like paper here. Oh my God. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm Smoke's going to lose having, it now. Uh, no, now it's I've, your turn. I feel him. I feel the pain. I just, I, I don't know what to say. Well, That's this, real. None of us are Mensa members, obviously, but. Doesn't sound acting. Doesn't I feel like sound like we it's could acting. all answer these questions fairly easily. It's not just like one or two. It's I mean, like, I mean, on the spot, ten of them. On the spot, I may not be able to answer all the countries that begin with N, but I'm not going to say n- New Orleans. Right. And you're not going to, if they ask you a country that begins with a letter C, you're not going to say Korea. <sighs> like Chick Korea? <laughs> He's a country. <sighs> uh, get me out of here. <laughs> all right. So many New Yorkers are turning to a dog to help them out. It's, it's they a, need it, apparently. Wow. I need service. a dog now. I need more dogs. Anyway, uh, yeah, mental health issues in New York are reaching, you know, pandemic levels, but veterinarians and trainers say city pups are increasingly dealing with their own issues. Mm-hmm. The stress from their owners. They have to sue their owners, but then what about the dogs themselves? The dogs need to be sued. They're stressed out from listening to all the problems from their owners. Yeah, a lot of dogs are used uh, used for emotional support, but it's worth remembering that these are not stuffed animals, Dr. Andrew Y2 says, medical director of Behavior Vets of New York. Doctors feel... Did he get that job from Career Builders? I mean, Maybe. <laughs> we're looking for a what? Vet? That's careerbuilder.com with a K. Yeah. Uh, anyway, dogs feed off the energy of their humans. Yep. If you exude negative energy, the dog has to take on all your negative energy. So, uh, therefore, there are dogs that are now in need of their own emotional support. Something because they themselves are stressed out. More vets are finding. Oh, geez. Well, I mean, I can see that. Yeah. 
What do you get him? My emotional support dog is my lifeline, but sometimes even he gets depressed, right, buddy? I wish there was help. Now there is with the emotional support dog, emotional support dog, the emotional support dog that helps your emotional support dog. Oh, wow. Look how this emotional support dog is helping my emotional support dog sort through his feelings. And uh oh, looks like that emotional support dog is sad, too. That's why there's the emotional support dog, emotional support dog, emotional support dog. For when your emotional support dog, emotional support dog needs an emotional support dog. Wow, a lot of dogs here, but wait, what if... Your emotional support dog, emotional support dog, emotional support dog needs an emotional support dog? No, he doesn't, but my second emotional support dog might need one for the... You lost me. Huh? The emotional support dog, emotional support dog, and the emotional support dog, emotional support dog, emotional support dog. Adopt one today. The Sunny Update. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Spokestack. Having fun with a world... Uh, crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. Okay. Do you have any deal breakers in your relationship? If you go to date somebody and you find out one little specific thing, I absolutely will not date somebody if they... What is it? I, I don't I haven't dated anybody in 700 years, so I don't know. Smoke, did you have any of those? I mean, if you don't like any animals or yep. animals don't like you, that's usually a bad sign. Well, yeah. It's that, and if you're like really rude to servers, if you go to a restaurant and they're just a jerk right off the bat. Oh, uh, yeah. I never um, really um, watched for that. But If you don't laugh at anything, you have no oh, sense yeah, of humor. Oh, yeah, well, somebody out. with no sense of humor, that's over. So men are revealing their relationship deal breakers. One of the things on the list is what I just said. If my date's rude to anyone in the service industry, there won't be another date. Tells me exactly who you are. Um, um, dishonesty. Yeah. I that's think a big that's, one. That's a given for anybody, though. I mean, I will say... Social media stuff, like you see those girls that are like constantly doing selfies or taking pictures of their food all the time. I feel like that'd get annoying after a while. I don't understand some guys that'll put up with this, and I'm vice versa, but mostly women uh, that will troll online. They'll do the lipstick and the filter and do like a sexy, you know, I'll do whatever you want to you uh, kind of pose. And they're, and they're with a boyfriend and they're in a relationship. How do you put up with that? I know guys that are, you know, I have to ask somebody. What do they call that, Chill? Trolling. No, uh, there's a new. Uh, there's a new phrase. Gen Z term. Oh, it's a thirst trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like because you're doing it to get compliments. You're doing it so people will be like, "Wow, you look so hot." Yeah. So you get all those comments from guys going, "Oh, you look beautiful." Rose emoji. Who does that? I mean, I guess people do it. That says you're insecure and you, and you're. Well, people dishonest. do it in front of the mirror with their thong and their butt, and they do it. Well, you're doing it so some people make comments because you want the likes, makes you feel good about yourself. I can guess that's what they're you doing. You can't feel good about yourself because you look in the mirror and you go, "I look good." That isn't good enough. You have to get some stranger somewhere in the middle of Nova Scotia to tell you you look good. You're talking about very insecure people. That's uh, where they get their security from. Yeah, I guess the validation of people you'll never meet. Yeah. Right. That's all that social media is, isn't it? I guess. I don't know. Um, this might sound dumb, but if she's not into me, I'm not interested. If she plays hard to get, I'm done. I don't want to play games anymore. Yeah, I could see that the older I get. Yeah, but when I was young, to, I was like... <laughs> depends on the kind of hard to get we're talking about here. Yeah. You got to have some... You got to create some, you know... Mm-hmm. Have a little mystery. Yeah. Here's the thing I never understood. Someone that's in a relationship with someone, but they constantly put them down in front of other people. 
You ever that's see, weird. Yeah, that's my ex-wife. You see couples and yeah. they'll sit there and, and you're like, you you showed up together and you act like you're married, but you can't stop talking bad about her in front of people, in front of your friends, and she can't stop talking bad about you. It's like, do you guys even like each other? Here's my yeah. husband, Bobby's a loser. <laughs> Seriously, I'm he like, says what? he's going to get a job, but we're not sure about that yet. Yeah, and I think, I mean, joking around and like busting somebody's you know what is different. Because I think that's you have to have a sense of humor, but putting them down in like a hurtful way in front of people—that's yeah. just demeaning. Why are you gonna make me look like that, huh? Um, inability to say sorry to own up to your mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an Italian thing, though. Too, we will apologize, but only for you being unable to handle us. Yeah, God, if I'm look- sorry. You're just so sensitive that you can't deal with the fact that I did this. If I look at you, I, the last thing I think is Italian when I look at him. Him? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I don't see any Italian. Hey, what do you mean? Oh, hey. Yeah, it's not. Do you very see good. Italian when you look at me? A little bit. Well, I see New Jersey before Italian. I yeah. don't know how to take that. <laughs> no, no, it's the hair and the thing with the attitude, you know. And oh. Jill and I both have big hair. Yeah, he's got big hair now too. No, it's yeah. Well, hers is washed. Not, be, washed not recently. Too. I gotta wash it before the Christmas party. It's like can't afford L'Occitane or whatever she uses. <laughs> L'Occitane. I use Pantene. Uh, I was there when Pantene was invented. Were you really? <laughs> My girlfriend worked at the Pantene factory, and it was a little, little tiny hut with a bunch of bathtubs, and they would mix it in the bathtubs. Yeah, Are you, you the should. guy at the party where everyone's like, "Don't get stuck talking to Rick"? No, he's no, got a no, story no. For everything. I just think it's fascinating <laughs> that I actually watched something that was in a bathtub in New Jersey, in a little hut, become a national brand. You were there when Pantene was invented. Well, I didn't. I wasn't there when they invented it. I was there when they first started. It was basically, literally, a garage. You know how people say, I started in a garage. They did. Back in my day, I'd take my washboard down to the river with my dungarees, and that was the only way to get them clean. Then, uh, in 1917, I saw a man by the name of Albert Maytag come out with a newfangled clothing washer machine. I had never seen anything like it. I used to have to air dry my sweaters, too. <laughs> I have to read my story and I can't because there's so many tears in my eyes. <sighs> okay, I don't want to do all these. Tell me which ones you want to hear. Do you want <laughs> Oh, my God. Why don't you just go home? Rick walks in this morning. He's like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. I'd rather go back to the shampoo factory. <laughs> Fine. Are you done? No, I, got like, I did one story. Oh, I got like so left. What I'm do you want? You, I'm going to let you pick your one. Do you want to hear about Nostradamus' 2024 sure. predictions? Let's go. Okay. Do you need some prediction music? Sure. Do you have uh, any? Yeah, I got some prediction here. It's called predictions. Great. All right. Ooh. See? Here's well the predictions done. for the year 2024. From Nostradamus. They aren't any better than the predictions from years past. <laughs> they include a quatrain. What's that? A what? What's a quatrain? Ask Professor Smokestack. It's four trains in one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to play the jingle. That's not going to trigger that. Uh, a king of the isles will be driven out by force, which many think is going to be King Charles III. What? Oh. Another prediction includes the red adversary will become pale with fear, is what it says. Ooh. Putting the great ocean in dread with experts think is talking about China. He also predicted a continuation of climate problems and a new pope for 2024. Please. Please. 
Keeping things in perspective, though, for 2023, Notre Dame has predicted the death of the monarchy, World War III, and the arrival of the Antichrist. Ooh. Yeah, well... Hillary, is that you? Um, <laughs> of course, we still have a few weeks of the year to go, so I hope that in these next two weeks, it's not World War III, the arrival of the Antichrist, and the death of the monarchy, all in two weeks. That would be a lot to and take. And these are, these are old things from Nostradamus? Yeah. Well, Hillary's out there again. I know she is. Yeah, so, you know, who knows? And uh, you know what they say about Hillary. It's the Antichrist in a pantsuit. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's a demon. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was supposed to. Never mind. You were trying to find Hillary? No, I had. trying ha- to find I, Alex I, Jones? I, I, yeah, the Alex Stone thing is just, you know. So there's a rotten smell around Hillary. I'm not kidding. People say, they say, that, uh, folks, I've been told this by high up folks. They say, listen. Obama and Hillary both smell like sulfur. I never said this because the media go crazy with it, but I've, I've talked to people that are in protective details. I mean, they're scared of her. And they say, listen, she's a freaking demon and she stinks and so does Obama. And I go, like what? Sulfur. Really? <laughs> you know what? That's funny. If someday we find out that's actually true. Can you imagine? Wow. wow. Yeah. You really think there's going to be a, a, a some kind of a, what, what, what do you call it the the, the apocalypse? What, what's it called? You just predicted. Well, that's the arrival of the Antichrist. Oh, you think that really it's going to show up? Wasn't there a movie about that? Al Pacino? No, he was the uh, Devil's that's Advocate. Devil's Advocate. Advocate. That's Great where movie. Keanu Reeves is a lawyer. It is a good movie. Oh yeah. But yeah. Uh, Nostradamus did stuff like that far out. That's what it says. That those were his predictions for 2024. Wow, pretty, uh, pretty scary stuff because it's somewhat accurate in a way. I, mean, I went to high school with Nostradamus. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right. That music kind of got me in a mood. Do you want to hear about this crazy story? Sure. About an inmate in oh, Alabama? Oh, God. Now, okay, put me on the spot. All right. Uh, you ready? Do you have any inmate music? No, no, no. It's not stupid, never boring. Till Bumbo's true crime stories. All right. So a family had a member of their family uh, that went to jail in Alabama. He died in prison. And they were having trouble getting his body back. They filled out the necessary uh, paperwork. They spent five days attempting to claim his body after his November 21st death, per a lawsuit filed by his mother, I guess. So when they get the body, they're looking for answers. And she's like, this doesn't seem right. There was bruising on the back of his neck and excessive swelling across his head when they finally got, first of all, they had a really hard time getting the body. And when they finally got it, they noticed it looked like there was some foul play. So they were looking for answers. Um, So they got themselves a pathologist to conduct their very own autopsy. They were stunned to find... Are you ready for this? Uh Uh-oh. Do you have the dun-dun-dun music? Yeah, yeah. The heart was missing. What? Oh, that's bad. So they went in to do the autopsy. They got their own person to go do it. Mm-hmm. No heart inside of their son's body. <gasps> they still don't know where his heart currently is or who is in possession of it. Oh. And bef- because of that, they can't figure out how he died, even though he's got bruises on him. I would guess you could die if your heart goes missing. That's probably <laughs> cause of death. <laughs> well, I mean, do you think it's like medical Kidding. examiner doing a cover up or is this like an organ sale theft thing? Well, the Alabama Let Department of Prison. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, they can cover a lot up there, right? The Alabama Department of Corrections performed an autopsy on him and removed the heart before they got the body, before the family received the body. They concealed the true cause of death. So they obviously are taking legal action to try to figure out because 
He dies in prison. They do their own autopsy. They remove the heart. And they're like, okay, now you can have your son. They're like, that's weird. And then they do their own autopsy. That guy's like, wait a minute. I did an autopsy on your son and there ain't no heart inside. Where's the heart? So now she's seeking um, the immediate return of his heart um, because she wants the heart to be examined by a pathologist. He left it in San Francisco. Did he? Is that where it was? Okay, problem. Case solved. Did, 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 did we find out what he was in prison for? He served 19 years of his 99-year sentence in prison for a burglary conviction. You can get 99 what? years for burglary? I mean, just depending on what you burgle. Was it three strikes and you're out kind of deal? Uh, it was. A, he had a parole violation as well. Oh, oh yeah, you were already but on 99, yeah, I mean, there are murderers that don't get 99 Yeah, years. no, no, that's heartless. Okay. Tune in again Frick. for more Bad People Doing Crime Things with Jill Bucko. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Are you ready for some stupid news? It's stupid. Yeah. But we like it. Here's Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. All right, here we go. Let's go. Okay. All right. This guy's very bizarre. He's a therapy gecko. Did you see the picture, Jill? You got to bring this up. He looked bigger than a gecko. He's a therapy gecko. Uh, He gives advice and, of course, uh, therapy to people who are upset about things. Uh, You can post it. You can call him. You can do it uh, via text. His name is Lyle Drescher, and he dresses. If you go there live or you're on FaceTime, he dresses as a gecko. Yeah, it's a man. Yeah, he paints his face green. He looks like a lizard. He has millions of followers. Oh, oh, this is the guy that takes like phone calls. Yeah, he's traveled around the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, can you call know, I've him. seen this guy before. Drescher loves his gig saying, I've been all over Europe and America, Australia, interviewing different people as a gecko, and i getting to experience all these wonderful things. Okay. Both are biological scientists. Dustin Huff was hired full-time in December of 2017, and Yuri Shia was hired in June 2019. What is that? That's the wrong one. I'm sorry. Here it is. I'm sorry. Hit the wrong audio. Do you know anyone else who's obsessed with lawnmowers, or are you alone in this hobby? I have a lawnmower group of friends, where we'll go ride lawnmowers together. Videos like this catch the attention of millions of people. Lyle Drescher, dressed in his gecko costume, taking phone calls from strangers. He calls it therapy gecko. Some people talk about deep interpersonal problems with their relationships and, um, things that are bothering them on a deep philosophical level in their psyche, and then other people will talk about pooping their pants. No, Lyle is not a licensed therapist, but he is a comedian. He started doing stand-up comedy when he was in high school. Then, during the pandemic, he remembered an old gecko costume he had in his closet and decided to put it to use. So he uh, dresses as a gecko, takes phone calls, takes uh, Zoom calls, FaceTime. Uh, you can, uh, you know, write him, and he gives you advice. And he has no psycho- he has no background in psychology or anything. He's just a guy who dresses in a gecko outfit, and he's a comedian. I just can't get over it. We're the, stupid. The news, la- the lady, the news lady doing it, how serious she is talking oh, the, about the Oh, the 12-year-old? He's dressed like a gecko. I am so, like, I get so, um, what's the word? I, I lose my attention on the story. Yeah. Because I keep hearing, and the man It's this 12-year-old. They're hiring 12-year-olds, literally, for TV news. What would you rather? Would you rather a 12-year-old that speaks softly like her or somebody that talks like Oh, uh, the 12-year-old, mm-hmm. I think. 
Yeah, well, you know, someday we got to do something about that vocal fry thing. What is that? What what is what causes that? If nobody, if you don't know what we're talking about. There's people now. I, who do we have this morning? We had somebody this morning. Oh, oh, is the Bill Maher lady? Oh, she talks oh, like oh, that. Bella Thorne. Yeah, Bella Thorne. Yeah, Bella Thorne is on with Bill Maher, and she's talking about I don't know. It's about transgender stuff, but but again, it diverted my attention because listen to her voice. I just don't like joking. What, okay. what is? You sound like a moron. It sounds like you can't exert enough energy to put force behind your voice. <laughs> Like yeah. you just gave up halfway through speaking. But does, does that mean? Does do do they think they sound smarter than you because they have this thing? Do you think they think it makes their voice sound sexy as if you have a raspy voice? No, but they're not sexy topics. These are people that are just talking about serious stuff, and they. I just don't like joking. I'm sure everybody's spoken to someone where you talk to them and they're like, I just don't even know. Can't help it. It's my voice. No, it's not. It's an affectation that annoying teenagers and rich people use to sound like they don't give a shit. Yeah, it's true. He's yeah. absolutely 100%. I just don't like joking. Oh, that is the most annoying thing in next to the 12-year-old reporter. Mm. Now, a 12-year-old reporter that does the vocal fry, Rick just... The big vein in his head pops. Not to get off on this subject, but do these people who run like TV news and do you remember old AM news talk stations? They would have an authoritarian voice. It's, you know, the guy would come on at noon and go, it's 12 noon. I'm Larry Larison with the news. And he would be and you would believe him because he's got this God voice. Well, that's what I was saying. When people do these stories or they speak before a big board of people, they need to get up there and speak with confidence. And you would think that they would and know how to project their voice and enunciate. But you get these people and they talk like this. You get that or you get the TV news is literally if you watch watch any of our TV stations locally here, they're hiring 17-year-olds. Because they don't want to pay what they would have to pay if they hired someone that was actually worth their salt. Here, just go by the accident and read this card. It's a cocky, poopy truck smashing it. Cocky truck, people are all What are we going to do? I don't know, man. we got to find some way out of here. Denver suburbs is suffering from a panty thief. Uh-oh. What? He breaks into homes and steals her underwear. See, what, what's... Yeah, what is wrong with what, people? What is wrong with these people? I mean, what is wrong with them? you need underwear, do you need to used underwear? Yeah, he apparently needs used underwear. They got a suspect, but they're not sure. One woman says she caught the robber red-handed in her home, grabbed a knife and approached him, but he ran. Then he shoved her roommate on the way out. My roommate stabbed him twice. Pretty shallow, though. I guess he's okay. Jeez. I mean, if you're going to break in a house and go through all that and put yourself in all that risk for being in prison. <laughs> take the jewelry, not the yeah, used underwear, you idiot. T- take, yeah, I mean, at least if you're into the underwear, at least take a piece of jewelry on weight so you can pawn it and get bus fare. And buy your own underwear. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, if you're stealing people's underwear, I guess you're Dude, not really into your own. Wasn't it just less than a year ago we read that story of that lady that made a living selling her underwear she wore once? She's the same oh, lady yeah. that sold her underwear. Boob, it was a boob sweat, sweat, yeah. And she puts it in a jar with a flower and ties a ribbon around it. And then there's another lady that sells her farts in a jar. Yeah, why do we come into work? We're stupid. We're just dumb. Can you, you know imagine what? laughing at the world being like, I sell farts for a living and now I'm rich? Yeah, but if you uh, your fart money dries up, so to speak, <laughs> I mean, do you... 
Do you put that on your resume? Now, what have you done the past three years? I used to sell my farts in a jar, but now I want a real job. And there's not like there's one or two of them. There's thousands of these people that make a living doing stuff like that. What what do you do when you have you get next job? Or maybe you're so rich you don't need it? I would just go ahead and leave that off my resume. I mean, yeah. But what if it's your last 10 years? What if you, you make it 10 years and... Farting in a jar. <laughs> I mean, the you interview. Have ten years left on Earth. Just continue farting in a jar. What do you got to lose? I bottled methane. I just don't get the people that buy the jar farts. That's what I don't understand. Or the boob sweat. I mean, or if any you're gonna offer me twenty bucks for a jar of fart, I'll take the money. But I don't think I would ever you know, pay twenty dollars to get a fart in a jar. She was selling it for like two hundred bucks. You know, I heard a song a long time ago. It's "Dancing on Darkness." We're just, we're on the top. Of this thing, mm-hmm. and we're dancing on a very thin layer. Below it is all this: people oh, who fart in jars, an icky world out there. People who sell toenail clippings uh-huh. and, and boob sweat. What's going on? I know. We don't want to fall through that ice, and it's getting real thin. And those people didn't have to worry where they were going to get the money for Christmas presents because I, they're rich. Yeah, we're stupid. I'm telling you. Oh my God! You're such a pathetic woman. <laughs> You're such a pathetic woman. Oh my god. You're such a pathetic woman starting to see why you're single all the time. So this lady's in New York and uh, she's had some bad relationships, but she wants to make her ex-boyfriends jealous. So what does she do? Uses AI. It's what we all do. That's right. She has uh, created Mr. Right. And what she does is put it up on her social media so her ex-boyfriends can see Mr. Right that she's dating now. But of course, there is no Mr. Right. Oh, she just like creates a boyfriend so that they'll see her with good looking dudes? With videos and everything. Madeline Salazar, 29, you think she could take that talent and go to an advertising agency and make money? No. She's busy making her ex-boyfriends jealous. 55 million views on TikTok. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm just telling you. We're stupid. She does do the thing. What? Oh yeah, she'll she'll like have like a picture of her with her arm outstretched, and it'd be like man uh, leading woman with hand. They're synthetic. Like, yeah, and like it just keeps changing, and she'll adjust the hand position. Oh, where that's he's right. And it wasn't even a dude. No, they're synthetic soulmates. See, you can't believe anything on the internet anymore. Nothing. Right. And finally, if you want to attract women, on the other hand, you need to get some buttocks implants. Um. Yeah, I might need some because I don't have any. So this guy, Dr. Ashit Patel, a member of the surgeons of ASPS from Duke University in a media release, said that the findings suggest that a moderately enhanced, well-proportioned appearance is most desirable in men's posteriors. Didn't we do the ideal backside just earlier we this did. week? I did, but was that for girls? No, I think that was for women. No, it was for women and men. I read both both of the contours. Really? Yeah, according to the study, the preferences for male body contouring and uh, gluteal enhancement is required. Researchers surprisingly found more men are interested in getting butt implants than ever before. I mean, I've seen women with butt implants before. And- Smoke, you're a candidate. Yeah, yeah but I don't know. This is going to be weird. I don't... Just don't I make it look admit, like no. Madonna's, because hers is like... Don't go to a La Quinta Inn where Dr. Yeah, that, that's Squaggly a... Megal is doing the surgery. Yeah, you're getting like, you know, quick re-injected in your butt. It's not... Primarily men between the ages of 25 and 34 years old are participating in test trials and surveys, rating the attractiveness of the altered buttocks images, and perhaps doing it for themselves. Can you just use the Thigh Master from Suzanne Summers? 
That's your for your thighs, I think. I mean, he does it. It still works some glute action, right? Or leg I lifts. Don't know, what do you do? Dude, I did all that leg exercise. They never did anything. Squats, they talk, yeah. They talk about squats and the stairmaster and doing this. It didn't do anything. Oh, you have a cultural advantage too. I, I, I missed that gene. Oh, did you? <laughs> I'm not quite in your situation, but so I have the biggest butt in the room. Great. Yes, you do. <laughs> I'm George Zimmer for Men's Dairy Airhouse, the newest trend in butt implants for men. Tired of that flat boy booty? Put a little more junk in your trunk so you can look like a football player without doing any squats. You can even add voluptuous curves like Nicki Minaj. But you're a guy, so you'll be more like Nick Minaj. Get a big masculine badonkadonk and we'll even (laughs) add hair implants. Our satisfied clients are so excited about the new horsepower in their dump truck, but they just have to get used to sitting down first. Nice little cushy bounce there. So come on, sweet cheeks. Come to Men's Dairy Airhouse. You're going to like the way your butt looks. I guarantee it. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. They're just having fun in a world that's gone cuckoo. 105.9 Sunny FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 